0: everyone and welcome to episode 168 of game time with manny as always i am here with matt
1: yeah hello
0: and uh this is uh the end of the year shenanigans so normally we depart from the regular podcast stuff of talking about the news
1: which i just looked literally nothing
0: yeah no nothing nothing really went on anyways uh so there's that Mm -hmm. um did you play any new games? I guess we could talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah. I I, I was last weekend.
1: I was like, uh, I, I should play Halo. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to play is XCOM. Okay. Okay. Uh, because like, here's the thing. I never actually beat the first one. Oh. I, okay. I just kept playing it over and over again. And then like one of the the times I played, I I played like 25 hours, and then I just like hit a fail state. And then it just like I was so demoralized, I just couldn't start over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna try to beat it this time, and literally the reason why I was late to like the podcast coming here is because I was like the credits were rolling,
0: oh nice. so
1: yeah, I played about thirty hours of Xcom this week, uh, but nice. i I did beat it, so um yeah, that's a fantastic game. So.
0: yes, yeah, the only thing I did was I beat Wolfstride, which like. <clears throat> That is a deeply flawed game mm-hmm. that I did like. But boy, they could change a lot about that game if given the opportunity, which they seem like they're like open to changing it. Mm-hmm. So I we will see, I guess the balance was like really off. And so like for the second half of the game, even though I still did, I didn't have to go to every area every day. And like I had no need for money at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like the balance was kind of broken and then the ending was like weirdly rushed kind of because you could no longer explore the area it was really weird but giant fighting robots is cool Uh, I really 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 do not understand the end of the plot it feels like I like blacked out at points or something and missed like some really important stuff but I I did like it overall it's just one of those things where it's like oh if you guys like did this again could probably do a lot better
2: Mm.
0: and it was their first game right you know and they're also i did not realize that the studio like is entirely spanish oh so it explained a lot of why like some of the grammar was like kind of strange where it was like oh this probably wasn't like translated translated fully properly it was never like oh this is terrible it was always just like that's a weird way to phrase this it works Mm. but i mean like i guess uh so some of that stuff was kind of strange but overall i did i did enjoy it like for an indie game it it definitely went on for like about 10 hours too long i think which part of that could have been cut out but I i don't know people have been giving them a lot of feedback i saw on the steam community forums and they seem to be like pretty receptive and not like how dare you not like this part of our game type Mm -hmm. of thing so because i developers sometimes especially of indie games will be like i built this game for six years Mm -hmm. don't tell me that you don't like this thing uh but they they seem pretty receptive to a lot of the stuff and uh it actually kind of sucks because they pushed like a balance update the other day and then it broke the game almost entirely so they Mm -hmm. had to roll it back and they said they'll come back with that after the <clears throat> Christmas season and try to, you know, do more work. But but I beat it, and I got every achievement. So I don't oh, nice. to, I don't have to worry about it ever again. It's actually, I think, the first Steam game where I've gotten every achievement.
1: Oh Well, congrats.
0: So I had never seen that. You get a little ribbon next to it. Oh. And it'll probably be the last one that that ever happens <laughs> with because uh, a lot of Steam games just have absurd achievements. Yes, so. yeah. This one though, I was like, I think I can get this. And I I did. I got all the secret achievements on accident. So. Oh.
1: Well, that those are good secret achievements then.
0: Uh yes, yes. I one of them I was like, I don't know how you could miss this. And then I realized that the fight was an auto fail after a certain point and was like, oh mm. okay. Well, okay. I guess you could just not attack the correct part and then just die immediately. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It was fun and I I do still want to give Halo a shot. I don't know that I will. I'm the last thing that I am like going to try to really push myself to finish before next week is uh Ruined King the League of Legends turn-based game because I did really like the like 5 or 6 hours I played of it and I just want to finish it. I don't right. have like a crazy amount left. I think I have another like 10 15 hours and since I don't work this week, I could probably do that in the next day and a half. So you,
1: please at least go outside once. That's that's my only uh,
0: I went outside today. Okay, good. Good. So you're good my for the next three days. So. And then I walked to the grocery store from my car. Mm. So that's the good. outside is I've seen it. Okay. Good. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go. Um, but with that, for those of you who do not know, usually for the last two podcasts of the year, uh this one we do um game of the year categories. So like, you know, things like best music, best looking, best story. There's there's 10 categories we do right. here and we do a three for e- three games for each of those. Um, and then for next week, we will be doing our, you know, the, the game of the year podcast that everybody does where we list our top 10 games. Me and Matt will be there um that is all that i well my friend scott should be there he did beat 10 games i just don't know when he's free but um at the very least me and matt will be there maybe some other people will be there Mm -hmm. uh our friend nukio did not beat 10 games this year but i might just ask him to come and be the peanut gallery anyways if he's not doing anything yeah why not uh yeah he can maybe. he can judge
1: us for our you know our terrible top 10 moves, that's true know.
0: maybe he can learn about a game he didn't know about and be <laughs> like whoa I should play that now mm-hmm. instead of apex legends <laughs> um but yeah we'll see we'll see at least me and Matt probably Scott and uh maybe maybe my brother but uh I'm not counting on that one too much so yeah with that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. game of the year categories yes. Yeah, I don't know which one you had planned to start with. I don't know I, what order they were in.
1: Or I think we typically do the 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 best old game. So basically, a game that just didn't release this year.
0: Okay. Um, I cheated with this one. So did I. Two of mine are cheating.
1: Uh, I I my cheating is I I made a top ten list. So oh Jesus! Wow. In my in my defense, like. If we we don't really do like like ratings or like you know, but it, I would give a five out of five to all ten of these games. I would actually give a five out of five to eleven games, so I had to cut one. So, I, Jesus. I, but yeah, I'm not going to like talk in depth about all these. I just kind of want to mention that like I really liked like these ten games type of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so don't worry, I'm not going to sit here and talk about these games for like twenty minutes each. So. Okay. Did you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
0: Uh you can go first cuz I'm curious. Okay. Uh at number 10, uh Rayman Legends. Okay, yes, I agree so far.
1: I, I you know, if you remember, I tried it, I you know, fell off, but then I went back to it and I loved it. So, you know, like those music levels are great. So, yes. They are. Yes. Uh number 9 is uh Saints Row 4. Uh Okay. Re-elected. Uh it just it reminded me of a uh, crackdown, but with a slightly better story.
0: <laughs> Yeah, sure. Here's, I see it. Yeah. Just
1: slightly better story. I'm not saying Yeah, it's a yeah. yeah. No, story. No, look,
0: I'm not judging that. I'm just, yes.
1: <laughs> if you remember, I did really enjoy my time with that game. You did,
0: I, yeah, and it's like, it's goofy as hell. And, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was just fun to just like jump around and move around that world. Uh, number eight is uh, Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. Okay. This is the second one where they added the XP.
0: Okay. So,
1: I, you know, I really liked it. Uh, number seven is Infamous.
0: Okay, I, did, I, I also like Infamous.
1: I, you know, I from if you remember, I played through it twice this year, and that plot twist at the end,
0: whoo, it gets me every time. It's So yeah. good. oh yeah, uh, it, yes. it is, comes out of nowhere. To, what a twist! Yeah, I love. I that's one of my favorite uh-huh. video game twists of all time.
1: Yeah, it, it it just comes out of nowhere. You're like, this story was pretty, just simple and basic, and then that ending, you're like, whoa, did not see that coming. So, yes. Uh, uh, Number I'm just gonna do five and six together because six is uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and five mm-hmm. is Assassin's Creed Two. Okay. Uh, I will say I think Brotherhood has a better like um, combat and just gameplay, but I just I think I liked uh, Assassin's Creed Two the the story a little bit better.
0: Uh, mm, that's probably fair.
1: Uh, but I, I think both games, like, they have great endings where you're like, whoa, whoa where's this going? And then you're like, I, oh,
0: not, not good. good places. Yeah, not good places. I know where they go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll find out. I'll find out in 2022. <laughs> so, so stay tuned, guys. Yeah, We're, yeah. Just got to play Revelations, and then I get to play three, and then yeah. nothing gets resolved. Yeah. So, uh, but at number four is uh, Ratchet & Clank, the very first one.
0: Okay,
1: I thought about like why I really like one better than two, and I I think one has like considerably better worlds.
0: Mm, I just kind
1: of like I just enjoyed kind of like I loved all those worlds. So I you know uh, just the tone is so interesting as well. Where like Ratchet is just a huge dick. (laughs) Where now he's all like friendly and stuff, and he's it's a little more hokey. But like back then he was very different a uh, number three uh immortals phoenix rising
0: okay yeah you did like that
1: i i 100 percented it and it, I, you know i played that for 50 hours i did everything i i was very disappointed in myself and remember at one point i i tried to convince you to let me put it into uh this year's top 10 but I you do, like,
0: i do you,
1: you were like that is not happening <laughs> so i i so it made top three of you know
0: yeah, so this is the true list right yes, here. This
1: yes. is the real this is, Honestly, I like this list better than my other list. Okay. Uh, and then uh, my one and two, uh, I'm just going to do them together as well because it's Dead Space one and two.
0: Okay, which one is which?
1: Uh, Dead Space Dead one Space is, is my favorite. Is one. It is okay, number yeah, one. Yeah. So Nice. Uh, I can confidently say I am a Dead Space fan now. Um I played through the first one three times. I played through the second one twice. And then Manny, I was at um, Sound Go Round buying some yeah. games for my cousin. And I bought uh, Dead Space 1 on PS3. And I'm going to play through it there and get a bunch of trophies on there as well. I
0: have that game. Mm-hmm. You could have borrowed it.
1: No, now I own it. <laughs> okay. And I mean, the- that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I the one thing I really want to compliment about one especially is and this is going to sound lame to some people, but like I think they did a great job with like the achievements and just like trophies where a lot of them are just like, you know, get X amount of kills with each gun and just it's basically just do certain things. And like what I like about those kind of achievements is it encourages me to like branch out and not just stick with the same weapons the entire game, you know? Mm -hmm. because otherwise i i know you're you're very similar where it's like i like this gun i'm just gonna stick with this gun if there's really no incentive to to you know to try other things so like it's just a great way to get me to 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 do other things and try other things so but yes that's my that's my top 10 list this year dead space one and two they're just fantastic i'm so excited for uh the remake or whatever they're calling it so
0: yeah whatever that turns out to be yes
1: uh but why don't you tell me about your top three
0: uh so the way the reason i said i cheated is because two of these technically did come out this year but they're not new i I assume mass effect no no so we'll get that my my number three is legit hitman 2 okay sure uh i played all three hitmans uh -hmm. this this year at the beginning of this year because that's when hitman 3 came out um i tried to think like i think normally when people think back to this franchise they like hitman 1 better but it's just because like that was their first taste of it right and like they that that's what got them into it but because i played them both back to back like no shade at hitman one i like those maps and obviously like once you have all three they're one game anyways so they all kind of blend together but i think the maps in hitman 2 uh really do uh, like they're huge and have like so much in them and they are all fairly varied and interesting um the the dlc maps are fucking sweet the resort and the bank i really like a lot um But also, just like it added a lot, like it improved the AI from Hitman 1. It made it so that you could do certain actions and pick up other things. Um, So it it made it more interesting as a game overall. So that's why I would pick it over Hitman 1. Right. Um, And then 2 is The Great Ace Attorney. I only played the first one, not the second one. Um, but this game came out on the DS in Japan like fucking almost a decade ago. So that's why I count it as an old game, even though this is the first time it was localized officially. Um, it, it's a 3DS game that's a visual novel and it is Ace Attorney, but you play as Phoenix Wright's ancestor mm. and he, uh, you know... The the courtroom Herlock Herlock Sholmes is there (laughs) He rules I love him as a character He ruins everything but also is maybe A genius you know you never know um and i'm definitely going to play the second game sometime because i need to see how that ends and people say the second one is even better so oh. that's cool and then my number 1 is uh Disco Elysium director's cut the director's cut came out this year right uh which is Disco Elysium came out a couple years ago but this version added voice acting which i literally do not know how the this game would exist without the voice acting because to me it is so integral to the experience because it's all like your emotions and feelings like speaking to you inside your head. And like, I I think the voice acting in this game is fucking great. Um, and like the fact that they just tried to make an entire game around the fact that like, it's just a city block. So like, it's not that big, but there's a lot of in-depth, uh, interactions and things like that. Um, Disco Elysium is a fucking incredible game and like I just the fact that it is like a visual novel-esque thing with a lot of like D&D roles for like uh, stat checks and things like that. I I just find this game fascinating and like the fact that it deals with um, communism, socialism, liberalism, and conservatism like the, the way it goes through those topics and how you can build your character quote unquote and how it affects the outcomes in so many different ways, I think is pretty crazy. Um, But that's like the kind of thing you can do, right? When it's a smaller scope of like, it's not this huge world. It's just like a city block type thing. Um, And the politics of how the cops work in that world and how the unions are. I I just think it's all really cool. Um, It is, the, the topics are very heavy and it's very wordy. So like, you know, not for everyone, but I think it is maybe one of the best written games of all time in terms of like just like a script
1: i remember uh, when that came out people were like I, th- people love that game but they were like this is a game that you can't like you you have to be in the right mindset to play this oh, especially yeah. before there was any voice no, acting especially it was because all, you have like, to read reading. it Ooh. yes
0: like i don't know that i would have been able to finish it if it was just me reading it um but the, the voice acting really got me in and it's one of those things where it was like I'm going to get this and I'm going to try my best but like I don't know that I'll be able to do it. I was sucked in from the moment I started playing. I waited a couple weeks because the console versions were like pretty fucked up and broken, especially on PS5 like it would crash constantly. Um and so it's one of those weird things where like it's coming out on Switch now or like it did recently and I wonder how that version works uh if it like is okay but i mean they patched it a bunch of times and so like i i think i only had one like hard crash or whatever um but before that i guess it was pretty rough i waited a couple weeks after it came out to play but yeah i i definitely liked it so
1: i do have a one question for you
0: (laughs) did you play the dlc for outer wilds I did not yet. That okay. is that is on my docket for this week. And I also... So I tried yeah. specifically to pick three games that I had not said before. Right. Otherwise, every year from this point on, I would have DJ Max, Respect V, and Genshin Impact on this list. I play Genshin Impact pretty much every day, and I played it today, and it came out on PS5, and I my playtime on that alone is several hundred hours and i had already played on pc before that time so like you know i play a lot of Genshin impact and dj max respect like i play that every so often i max out every battle pass they have said that they're going to keep releasing dlc packs until at least the end of 2022 so like I'll still be playing those two games next year, but I just didn't want to be like, "Ha ha, the same games again every right. year until time is over." Yeah. And like these ones were, I so I tried to pick ones that were like old that I played this year and really mm-hmm. liked that I had never played before. So right, right, okay, that makes sense. These, yeah, no, yeah, but if I, I, if I played the Outer Wilds DLC, if it's most people say that it's excellent, so I probably would have had that on here. But right. I, so like the thing that I is weird about that is people say that you don't need a completed save to do that but i i I don't know so i'm like debating whether or not i want to use my ps4 copy that i never played because it came in the annapurna um, collector's edition to buy that or if i want to bust out my xbox series x and uh, my xbox one and go through that with my completed save or like i don't know because maybe i just want to like play it again i have no idea so i'll figure it out but can you download it on pc i'm like i I could get it on pc too but like i already own a copy on ps4 so like
1: i would it's not i guess it's not on game pass anymore
0: so yeah yeah i mean i would just buy it again on (laughs) uh, i think there's a bundle with both that's not Mm. super expensive but i have that save so like that's why i do that but i i people said it doesn't matter and it pushes you to the new stuff, but then like, I don't want to look it up. So like, I don't want to know exactly what it is. Cause that's right. part of the magic. I don't know. I'll figure it out this week though. Um So yeah, those are my three old okay. games awesome. that I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, typically the way we do this is we're going to the categories. uh The more spoiler heavy, we'll, we'll put them in the back end of the podcast and we'll just say like, Hey, now we're getting the spoilers. So I think the next one we should do is uh, best looking, so this is just kind of like graphics and art style, and maybe oh. even animation, because uh, okay. that one—that one's not really that spoilery. No, so uh, that's probably a, a good one to to do next. Um, uh, my number three,
0: cheating a bit,
1: <laughs> uh, it's the 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 Ghost of Tsushima uh, director's cut.
0: Okay, well, yeah, that but that had like it's all new, was, it's like a, a different season, right? Like, wasn't it like more folly?
1: It was something. and it, it was a completely different island as well. So it is all new. Well, quote unquote all new. I mean, like obviously they probably reuse some assets and stuff, but like, I is all new areas. And I mean, the first Ghost of Tsushima was one of the best looking PS4 games of all time. So yeah, yeah naturally the uh, uh, the DLC looks fantastic as well. I don't know. Like I just I just love even just looking at that game. So I, I don't know. There's not a lot to say. It's just, you know, if you if you're not familiar, go look it up. It's a you know it's a samurai game where you play on a beautiful island. So
0: yes. Yes. Yes.
1: So uh my number two, uh Kana, Bridge of Spirits.
0: Ah, yes. I did not see this in person for myself.
1: Mm. Uh this is the one Positive thing I can say about this game <laughs> is it looks incredible, which, hey, surprise, surprise, an animation studio, you know, has good animation.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, that was like their whole mm-hmm. that was their whole thing. You know what I mean? Right. right. It, like it, even all the trailers and stuff like it just looks like a Pixar movie that is yes. a video game. So, I, yes, it definitely looks pretty.
1: Yes, sure. absolutely. It it it. It has kind of an a uh, realistic art style, but then it's also very um, – it's it's a little art, artful as well. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a very interesting uh, game to play uh, – well, to, to just look at. I wouldn't say to play, but like at least aesthetically, it's very interesting. So I definitely would recommend just kind of looking looking that up and just kind of seeing. And then my number one, uh, very PlayStation-heavy, uh, is uh, Ratchet & Clank. Yes. Uh, Rift Apart. Um. I, the world, there's a couple that I didn't care for playing wise, but I at least like love the art style of them all. Yes. Uh, they're they're all very distinct. Like that pirate world, big fan. Oh, it's so good. Yes, it's, it looks so good. Uh, even going into the riffs and just yeah. like that uh, that art style, I love. And you know, the light shining off of Clank. Oh, oh it's
0: ridiculous, man. Mm. I love uh, it. How fuzzy so Ratchet lo- Well, He's Ratchet still- and Rivet. He's so fuzzy, and people Uh make fun of me for this all the time, but there was a time when Star Fox Adventures for the GameCube, like, every article would be like, have you seen Fox's hair? You see this this Mm -hmm. fucking hair tech? And now we got Ratchet, and I just, the only thing I could think of was, oh, it's better than Star Fox (laughs) Adventures.
1: I would hope so. I would hope <laughs> better than a GameCube game. I don't
0: know if that's a compliment. Oh, Fox looks so fuzzy, though. You don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. He had to be there. He off. Oh, he looks so sick. And man, now I, have, like, I had that game. Hey, well, it's fucking rules, Matt. I liked it. People don't like that game. I well, did. I liked it. So. I also have the. I still have the limited edition bobblehead I got for pre-ordering that at Target. Mm. It's one of however many. It's got the sticker with the number at the bottom.
1: I'm I wonder. Rich how many bobbleheads i wonder how many like pre-order bonuses target did
0: yeah i that was weird i and i don't even know why i got it at target i don't Mm -hmm. think i pre-ordered it i think the guy was just like here you go bro (laughs) (laughs) no one did this Uh (laughs) you get this sick bobblehead it's actually really ugly it freaks Mm -hmm. me out kind of i it's got to be around here somewhere i know i think i shoved it in a bookcase, but i was gonna um, say i
1: don't know if i've ever seen it and yeah it's freaky I'll, I'll
0: have to i'll have to find it and show it to you but it's it's really freaky but yet yeah, it has the like limited edition number thing on it anyways i yes ratchet and clank looks very good my yes, list yes. will reflect this okay
1: <laughs> uh so yep it's just uh, as i said very playstation heavy uh, my one two three so
0: yes um so my number three is hmm. chicory and okay. I put that on there because it it's so simple. It's just like it's black and white for the most part until you start painting things and like you add the color yourself. And I, I don't know. I just love the way that world looks. I love the way all the characters are designed. And there's something about it where it's just really charming in the way they use Text effects and the art style to like play into the story and things like that. I I really think is neat. Like if you just look at it, you're like, oh whatever. It's just like line art. But I to me, I really I really like that. Uh, and then the next one, number two, is Eastward, which is maybe some of the best pixel art I have ever seen in my entire life. Like the amount of detail in the pixel art in Eastward is criminal. I like i don't understand like sometimes you'll look at like old nes games and you'll be like oh i can't believe they did things like that and then eastward is the exact opposite where you're like what the fuck like it must have taken you like 400 hours to make this one building i it just it still blows me away even thinking about it i fucking that game looks incredible in terms of pixel art uh and then my number one same as yours is ratchet and clank rift apart because Mm -hmm. it
1: just Yes.
0: Uh, On a a technical level, it is absurd. Yes. Uh, And just, like, even outside of that, like, the art style of it is neat. Like, I, you know, all the guns look fairly unique. All the worlds are very colorful and stuff like that. Like, I, I tend to go towards more things when I like the way they look like the more colorful and like mm-hmm. magical they look I guess right. uh, because like it's just like obviously like oh yes Call of Duty or like The Last of Us look very good but like that doesn't do it for me really you know what it,
1: I mean a good one is Forza Horizon
0: yeah like I'm not gonna put Forza on this like it looks yeah, like yeah. a car it looks incredible mm-hmm. and yes, like lifelike yes. but to me it's like I I would rather look at Ratchet and Clank than like look at cars <sighs>
1: Now, what about if we're driving in one of the Ratchet and Clankables? Now,
0: see, that would be sick. Can we get that? Yep. Can we just put the Forza Horizon cars in the Halo Infinite open world and go from there? Mm. They should do that. Yes. I mean, that's not as visually appealing, but I mean, like, it's more than the well, like, Mexico. Had, it's very mountainous. Hey, I know how to drive up mountains. I've done it in Forza.
1: Well, like, there's a lot of cliffs and stuff. That's so fine.
0: You... Just give me the speed I need. Okay. okay. There. Uh, and th- like, then you could, like, run over gr- the grunts and stuff. That'd be tight. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, that that was mine. Yeah, Ratchet and yes. Blank. Okay. Same,
1: same as yours. Yeah. yeah. Great-looking game. So. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: I'm thinking let's do music. Okay. Uh, uh, music can be a little spoilery, I guess. But, like, I uh, you know... I no, I do want to uh, just say like n- the music really didn't stand out to me too much this year. So. Oh God, it's so good. So, so go my time. number three is actually the one that Manny cut. His number four? No, uh, I'm, just we'll I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah. unless you, unless you're really feeling passionate, about
0: no, that. I mean, I my number four would have been Psychonauts. Oh
1: well, just because
0: okay. I love Peter McConnell. Oh,
1: uh, we'll we'll get there. Okay. Uh, My number three is uh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, Seriously, though. It's not like it's very atmospheric. Uh, Yes. Resident
0: Evil games are usually like that. Yes.
1: Uh, It's just um, it's not anything I'd ever want to listen to outside of the game. But inside the game, it's very atmospheric. And it's just it's, uh, you know, it's well used type of thing. Like uh, like, like Lady D, uh, Mm. like her chase music. It just kind of it, it creates a lot of tension for you. A lot of uh, music, you know, in in horror games is is huge. And just like the, the sound design, because that that can add a lot of tension to it. So, um,
0: OK, I, I'm sorry. I have to admit something here live on the podcast while I'm thinking about it. Right. Do you know what game I thought about buying on the PlayStation Network the other day?
1: Uh, was it Resident Evil 7?
0: No, the new Five Nights at Freddy's game.
1: Okay, you're a bad person. I
0: yeah, but it looks like I don't know. Like I feel like I, I never really play horror games, and like mm-hmm. you just talked about being chased. Like I feel, right. I don't know. They're, they're Apparently, not, it's broken as fuck. There are better horror games, though. Well, yeah, but this one just came out ten days ago. You yeah. know, <sighs> I'm not even gonna. I've never even, I've never even played one of the other ones. Like I don't. You'd have to
1: play through all. them all. How would you even? Know I don't what's think going that's on?
0: true. I think that's... Just nope, you're going to have to. Nope, nope. No, see, I would do that with Resident Evil because I'm a psycho, but at Five I... Nights at Freddy's, I'm not playing that shit.
1: For, for Resident Evil, 7's a great hopping on point.
0: No, I know, but I'd have to play 7 and 8 then, and that's, that's two games instead of this one Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, security but breach. I
1: would argue that Resident Evil 7 and 8 will be better than that See, game.
0: I don't... I mean, 7, maybe... I ate probably as well, but this I didn't look at the reviews for this product,
1: so I don't know. I'm gonna say confidently, you would like seven and eight more than Five
0: Nights at Freddy's. I mean, that's true, but I feel like you know, like as like an anthropological experiment.
1: It also, how many games do you have on your back? I know, shut up, Matt. It's
0: fine. Yeah, I know. I should not play Five Nights at Uh Freddy's Security Uh Breach, but (laughs) you talked about her chasing you, and I was like, Uh man, there was a point where I was so close to pushing the buy button on that, and I (laughs) needed to admit it here on the podcast to make Uh myself feel bad and not do it. So and now,
1: now you're not going to do it. So,
0: uh, yes. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. I just yeah. had to. I had to have it done. Apparently.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're opening up and being honest to everyone.
0: I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be open and honest with our audience. <laughs> I hope they can trust me in my opinions and feelings. Uh, so, yeah. So Resident Evil Eight, though. I yes. yes, yes. Pe- people really like uh, the chase scenes in those. Always freak me out. I always like see videos of them, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, dear God, man. Um,
1: my number two, uh. This is more just for, for like more one scene and that's mm-hmm. uh, it takes two.
0: Okay. There was that like symphony. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Uh, the concert symphony. I was mm. like, okay, that, that is, that it's, that's more of a quote unquote moment, but like, it's a moment with like revolving around music. So I was like, you know, that, that really kind of stood out to me as something that, um, you know. that that really stood out to me. And like all the rest of the music, like, like the game is, is kind of broken up into like these different areas and like all the music. Cause I went through and listened to all the music and I was like, okay, this sounds like space. This sounds like, you know, like the, the squirrel area type of thing. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. um, so like it, it, but like, yeah, specifically I'm just like that, that symphony scene or the symphony concert. I was like the, that whole level is just like all built around music. So
0: Yes. yes, yes.
1: And then my number one is uh, Psychonauts two.
0: Hell yeah, baby! It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I P- Peter McConnell, like he also did the music for Grim Fandango, okay, um, which was more like big band swing and jazz stuff. But right. he, he can he has like a lot of range, and I I do think that Psychonauts is like also very good.
1: Yeah, I mean, platformers like three D platformers, especially. Uh, music i definitely like think of like platformers and music they go together more than like a lot of other genres and like mm-hmm. this one definitely like hits it out of the park yes um and and like it you want to talk about range this game does have a lot of range oh cause... it goes
0: all over the place man mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh but yes i specifically do want to i don't remember the character's name but like the jack black song is one that yes just, um uh, it just it just works it, it's He's great character as well, but like, yes, that, that uh, song, yes. big fan of. So. Yeah,
0: everybody loves Psy King. Um, <laughs> that, oh, God, fuck. Love Psychonauts. Um, <laughs> that, yes, that, that whole thing is very good. Yes, so um, my number one is uh, Psychonauts. But what happened to me is I put Psychonauts at four because mm. I actively listen to the music from these other three games on yes. an almost daily basis. Uh, so my number three is Neo, The World Ends With You. Because The World Ends With You, in my opinion, has one of the most iconic video game soundtracks of all time. And this is its sequel. And it does reuse a lot of the music from the original game, but remixes it and makes it, like, pretty different. But it also has a lot of new songs as well. Um, And, like, the music is all, like, very... Because The World Ends With You takes place in Tokyo, like, the main parts of Tokyo. It is all, like, very... uh, j-pop and funk based and it's just like you want a sick funky beat this is for you um and one of the songs that is in this game actually is the reason that it is in one of the other categories later on because i got so excited that i yelled um and i dude this game fucking bombed and everyone who liked the world ends with you should be ashamed of themselves because this game is really good and Square did a terrible job marketing it and it fucking bombed and they will never make another one. And we uh, God, I should have bought more copies myself because I would I need to prop it up on my own. But anyways, yeah, like you know, just like really very stylish music, like in the way that uh, persona games have music that perfectly fits their style, the world ends with you um, also has that. Uh, my number two is Eastward, and that is because it is just some fucking really good uh, 16-bit, uh, you know, chiptune music. Um, it often goes very well with the scenes, uh, the emotions of the scenes that they are portraying. And I I do listen to the soundtrack. It is on Spotify. Um, but it is excellent, and it has a pretty wide range, but I like uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. And then my number one is chicory because it is so good. The the composer Lena Rain she does stuff for a lot of things. She also composed for Moon Glow Bay this year, so I'm gonna just assume without even having heard it that that music is sick as well. Uh, no,
1: what exactly is it like? Cheerful? Like what exactly? It, it, it is very it is
0: very it. cheerful. Um, but it the reason that I like it is it reminds me a lot of like. I, as a kid, I used to get Zelda music stuck in my head a lot. Okay. And just like it, because you're like going through these maps and you're going to the same areas over and over again and like backtracking. And it's just like, oh, this is like, we're on a cheerful adventure over here. And Mm -hmm. it's like fun and it makes me smile and makes me happy. And like, that's what the chicory music is, is it's just like upbeat adventure music. And it's not, it's not really like chiptune music. It's like a lot of it's like more orchestrated and things like that. Um, but she also Lena Rain the the composer she did an album that removes some of the more like heavy boss fight related music and is just the cheerful stuff but like interspersed with like nature sounds okay so it's like birds chirping and shit and like wind blowing and i fucking love that <laughs> it's so good uh that originally was not on spotify with the original version but it is now i actually bought it separately on bandcamp so i could listen to it at work um but yeah, I it's just very cheerful, and it is one of the reasons that I love Chicory so much. It's just like, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes you just want to listen to music, and you just want to, like, chill out and be happy, and that it, that's what it does for me. Makes me smile. So I, yes, Chicory numero uno. And it actually, it's really weird. Even though Moonglow Bay is just a game about fishing, it makes me want to play Moonglow Bay. Even though I don't like fishing, because she is such a good composer. Hmm. Um, yeah. And if you want to hear people get really mad about uh, video game music awards on Twitter, you can follow her because uh, <laughs> she has strong, strong opinions about music and video games. So, oh,
1: <laughs> good or bad.
0: Uh, I think they're good because I oh, yeah. agree with them. But I okay. mean, it, it depends who you are. Fair it's much. just like one of those things where she was like dunking on the game awards for like these things have the mm. best music. And she's mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding me, my guy? But also, to be fair, she is a composer. So, right, like, right. you know, you have your own personal stakes and investments in that. But, uh, yeah, so that is my my number one is Chicory, A Colorful Tale. I really like that music.
1: Uh, would you rather do best feel or multiplayer?
0: Uh, let's go for multiplayer because I'm okay. less invested in it.
1: Yeah, I, I, this is the one I'm probably least invested in. Yeah uh because I, I only played like four multiplayer games and two of them i only played once so okay uh my number three is uh Samur- samurai gun 2 okay we played it That's uh just- for extra life and i had a great time with it i only probably played like 20 30 minutes of it uh but it, it was just a like a fun uh, like four I, I don't know what you call it like it's kind of like a battle yeah, royale it's just
0: like an action game i don't really mm-hmm. know how to describe it either
1: It's just one of those, like, couch co-op, you know, or not, like, you know, couch multiplayer, multiplayer,
0: yeah. Uh, Um, They're adding a new character to that game. If you had to guess who it is, who would you say it is?
1: Is it uh, another, um, like, uh, indie character? Oh, yeah. Is it Shovel Knight?
0: No, it is the Among Us character. Oh, yeah, because that's... (laughs) If it was Shovel Knight, I'd be so fucking excited. I don't uh, Maybe they will. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh the the Among Us guy. He's I think he's in now or they just added him. Sweet. now you can murder early the day. Among Us guy. Exactly. Very exciting. Uh, Willie told me that and I was like, why would you tell me that? Like why why <laughs> why would you ruin my day? <laughs> don't ruin Samurai Gun 2 for me. Get it out of here. What? Um yeah, but no, I do like that guy. I'm very excited for when it comes out of early access because uh it um like they they're like trying to build a single player story mode with it as well, right. and that like that's the part that's like not really fleshed out very well right now. So I'm curious to see what that like becomes. But no, yeah, the multiplayer is definitely fun. Like super fast paced, like Tower Fall esque versus stuff. Right. Well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so nope, Samurai Gun two, uh, number two is uh, Mario Party Superstars.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Uh, as you know, I unironically do love Mario Party. I,
0: yes, I know this
1: um and like this is just like taking like all the best of like old mario and basically putting it under one game yes uh so it's sure. like it's just like it's feeding into that nostalgia a little bit and it, it does make me kind of wonder if like will i really need to go back to any of those older games or just kind of pull this out and just kind of play this with like family or whoever every once in a while so yeah yeah uh like i i we played it a few times and like i i you know, I just genuinely have a good time playing Mario
0: Party. It's one of those things, don't take it seriously, just ha- try to have fun with it. So so I thought about putting that on here, but, like, I, I didn't because I just... I do agree with you, and I think mm-hmm. that it is very good. Like, it's a good Mario Party game, and yes. because it is a lot of those older games, it's just, like, there's a lot less of, like, oh, I don't really like this minigame or whatever because mm-hmm. they tried to pick the best ones from each one, but yes, I just... I, I want Nintendo to, like, use this one as a platform, you know what I mean? Like, I want them to be like, oh, here's a DLC pack with, like, another map and more games, like, add on to this one. I just, I, I don't know, like, that would be ideal, and I right. hope they do that. I, I yeah, I mean, I would love that, but, like, it's oh, we No, it's not I, gonna happen. I just, like, that's, it's just one of those things where I, I feel like sometimes Nintendo is so close, like, they're, like, they're right on the cusp and they just like don't do things that seem so obvious to me mm-hmm. and that's one like the last mario party game was good too yeah, like, yeah. it was a, it was a fine game like you could have added on to that man like what it was they, pretty good they did they added them to the online multiplayer <laughs> i'm still convinced the only reason they did that was because this one was going to launch with online multiplayer and they were like people are going to be like why didn't this have it and they'll be like ha ha I bet it was Not more sure. just, like, testing to see if it works. That's, I, that's a pr- also probably part of it. But it's just one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. man, what the fuck? Because, yeah, those maps were smaller. And, like, mm-hmm. th- that was one of the mechanics I liked that they removed is the unique dice. I was going to bring that up. I was like, like yeah, the why the didn't you bring that back? That was, yeah, that was I cool. like that. That's DLC. Get ready. Mm, sure. That's, that's the – what the fuck was that one? Mario Party 10? Uh, no, <sighs> super mario party i don't even remember yes it was, it was super called. mario party so, yes and this is uh, superstars yeah we need the super mario party dlc pack mm-hmm. for the die sure. to, to get upgraded yeah, yeah yeah all right well i yes i that i almost put that on mine because like i i do even though i dunk on mario party a lot i this mm-hmm. definitely is like if you're gonna play a mario party why not play the one that's just like the old maps that you like Mm -hmm. or at least know and uh has a lot of mini games that were like curated
1: which they did that before on the the uh the 3ds but they didn't it wasn't it wasn't multiplayer there wasn't like a board it was just like the shitty mini games yeah
0: that's another one where like some of the games nintendo put out on the 3ds it was like Did you market test this at all? Like, it was when everybody was clamoring for a Metroid game, and then they put out that weird Metroid Federation Force game, and it was like, you guys didn't focus test this at all, or, like, you didn't ask anyone what, like, people thought, oh my god, people lost their brain about that game. Uh but yeah, a Mario Party game with like no real multiplayer or like the mm-hmm. boards like it just, uh, <laughs> it's just weird.
1: Yeah, that was that was odd. Uh, but my number 1 is probably a game that's going to be be on your list is It Takes Two. Okay. Uh it just, you know, the the co-op just works. It's just it's such a smart like just like the split screen, it doesn't matter if you're online or playing it locally, there there's the split screen. Uh, just like uh, every area was unique. It was just, it was fun. The the puzzles were great. It's just, everything worked so well together. And I just, you know, it, the last game teammate, made, not so, it was fun. We had fun with it, but it wasn't necessarily a good game. This is actually a legitimate good game. I don't know about like game of the year good, but I still really enjoyed
0: yeah, time of no, it. Yeah, no, I really liked it. It did not make my list. Um, oh, okay, well. But I, I do... I did I did really like playing through that game with you Mm -hmm. and that I I have to ask you this question because I've been watching some game of the year things did you think it takes two was too long no I thought it seemed like a yeah I didn't either but it seems like a pretty prevalent opinion in a lot of people that it was like way too long and like I don't I don't know that I agree with that at all.
1: It was what, like two or three play sessions for us?
0: Yeah, but like outside of that, each area was like a new gameplay element. So it was never one of those things where I was like, oh, like we've been doing the same thing for too long. Like it would change often enough that I guess that didn't bother me. But yeah, yeah, a a lot of people were saying like, oh, I just think it went on for like five, six hours too long. And I was like, I don't think that's true at all. That's like half of the game, man. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't.
0: I definitely don't agree with that. Yeah, I I, I didn't agree with that either. I was just curious because I've seen like numerous outlets saying that, and I was like, I didn't feel that way at all. That's strange.
1: I mean, they they just didn't have
0: a close enough bond with the person they were playing with. Maybe
1: not. (laughs) I mean, there was definitely a world where I was like, this is going on a little longer than I would like. Um, I'm sure you and I have a different one because you didn't like the squirrel area.
0: Yeah, I was not a huge fan of the squirrel area, but it did have like some good moments. I think. Yes. Yes.
1: Where, like, the space one, I thought, went on for a little too
0: long. That one, one, I can see that because it, like, there were some of the puzzles where it was, like, oh, like, solve this similar style of puzzle, Mm -hmm. but, like, three times. And some of those, definitely, it's, like, okay, like, yeah, we get this one now. Like, yeah you know you could have had like one less puzzle segment here or whatever but they tried to do like the rule of threes or whatever and sometimes yeah. you know that's not always the best way to do it but no yeah, i never was like oh this game should be hours less length i i don't know yeah. it's a it's like a fun co-op game you know you like you're yeah chill yeah. out and play yeah
1: maybe if you played it like all in one day it would burn you out yeah or, that
0: i could see that maybe but uh, yeah so many people are just like it's too long i was like okay i guess i don't know yeah, that's I weird have that experience yeah uh yeah so that that's your number one that is my number one okay my number three is nickelodeon all-star brawl okay i like this game a lot and i know everyone's gonna be like it's dead now and it's like man this game got fucking just absolutely robbed by the way modern video games work and it really kills me is because like now there's like no concurrent players on steam and it's because they just like couldn't change what people were complaining about fast enough. Like they for the first few weeks it had thousands and thousands of concurrent players on Steam, like way more than you would expect, like 4 or 5,000. I think it got all the way up to 10,000 at one point. And now it has like five people concurrently playing on Steam. Um part of that is like on consoles, not many people bought it and they're adding crossplay soon, they're adding voices soon um they've added alternate costumes for each character garfield is out now i still have not played as him but like it's just a dumb fun smash like game and the devs actually care about it so like i played this game a ton like i played it with nukio and justin and my brother for like hours and hours and hours like it was one sunday we were just like oh let's just dick around and play this for a little bit and we played for like six hours um and that happened like several times and like I just I I don't know it's just like a dumb fun game I, I it's not like super balanced but like they are trying to make it that way and they'll get there it's just one of those things where they're not able to like put out a character like every day and it's just like it's a budget game so people dunk on it for that and stuff but I i have a really fun time playing it. I like Nickelodeon characters it's just like it's a fun fast smash like game I don't know So that's my number three. My number two is Cruisin' Blast. This game is so fucking stupid. It is the stupidest arcade racer I have ever played. And it is literally an arcade racer because Mm -hmm. even though it came out for Switch this year with a bunch of extra content, it is an arcade game. Um, It's so dumb. Me and my friend Calvin played multiplayer in this game a lot. And like, there's no skill involved. You literally just hold the go button and that's it sometimes you do tricks off of jumps but the main thing is like trying to get the keys to unlock more cars and stuff and what i love about this fucking stupid game is that it surprised a lot of people with just how fun it is and how much content was in it they are going to make a patch in 2022 to add online multiplayer which is insane and they said because it's sold well enough, they are also going to make new content for it. And that's buck ass wild for this weird port that they just like threw together to like put on a Nintendo console because somehow Nintendo owns the rights to Cruisin'. I, I don't know how that happened, but they own the rights to it. And so they're like, oh, we can put it out on Switch and just like kind of like reskin the stages already. But like, let's just add aliens to it. I don't know, what if it was the same stage, but like there were dinosaurs in the background? Just like the <laughs> dumbest shit with like minimal effort, but like somehow it adds to the like, oh, this is so stupid charm of it. Right. Uh and yeah, just like the multiplayers, we just like sat down for like two hours and just held the go button. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we're fucking like really trying to race or whatever. It's just and we would always end up in first and second place. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Cruising Blast is just, it's dumb fun. I'm very glad it's getting more content.
1: Did you see uh, Dan Reichert's top 10 list this year? Uh,
0: I did not. I got upset while watching their podcast when he was trying to say Death Stranding Director's Cut was a new game.
1: I, all i was going to say is cruise and blast was in that top 10 list.
0: oh yeah they i did get to the part where they talked about the cruise and blast theme song mm-hmm. which everyone should look up because it is so stupid it's great okay uh just let's go cruising i don't know it's stuck in my head all the time now <laughs> it's stuck in my head right now it's so dumb and it's one of those things where it's like it's trying to be like kind of bad on purpose Okay. Uh, and then, like, it's one of those things where I thought I would get sick of it because it plays every time you go back to the main menu. But somehow I still am just like, it's one of those things where it's like it wraps around on itself. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, I hate it so much, I love it now. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's, 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 it's kind of so like
1: uh, How I Met Your Mother, where. You just keep listening to the same song and eventually you just love yes, it again. Yes,
0: exactly. And I feel like that. I, let's go cruising. It's so stupid. Um, and then my number one is Guilty Gear Strive because mm. they did it. They made a game, a fighting game that has rollback netcode that works. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl has rollback netcode and it does not work properly most of the time. Oh, that's important. But Guilty Gear Strive rules <laughs> and what i love about it is because arxis made it they are now going back and adding that netcode to their old games like their ad they added it to blaze the most recent blaze blue game they added it to blaze blue cross tag and now people can play fighting games and have it be a pleasurable experience what? uh say jam won. he won the the rollback wars of <laughs> 2020 say jam one and now we all reap the benefits uh because that first beta of strive was like oh this sucks and then they did the second one where they're like here's our early rollback stuff and it ruled and then they were like we're just gonna go with that and it oh you can play it with people that are so far away and it works fine and oh it just It feels so good and I like it because they simplified it more than previous Guilty Gear games. So even morons like me can at least try to do something. And I'm still not good, but I have fun when I play Guilty Gear. And that's what's important to me. Um, I can't wait till Biken comes out. I won't play them, but like, fuck, man. All the characters are cool. I just, it looks cool. Guilty Gear Strive, very cool. That's my take. I do, I will say, however, Normally a Guilty Gear game would have been in my top music. Mm-hmm. I don't know why though Daisuke Ishiwatari decided to add lyrics to all of these songs. I hate them. I hate the lyrics. I think they ruin it. What about uh, the I'm surprised it didn't make your best looking. That is that is true. Um I didn't do that because it like was it an evolution like of the previous one. Like it does mm-hmm. look better but it's like right. the same type of thing. That that's fair. And I okay. I will say the main theme song, uh, where they say that is bullshit blazing. That <laughs> song rules. But all the other ones, like if okay. I have to hear Potemkin's theme one more time in my life, where it's just the guy going society over and over again, I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. Like that shit is excruciating. Okay. And so every new character, they're like, oh, this is the new character, and then the the singing comes in, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Uh, so yeah, I maybe maybe he'll tone that down he didn't have any lyrics in blaze blue what the fuck and then he went back to guilty gear and he was like this is it the lyrics and you're like motherfucker come on bro uh so yeah that that that's my three best multiplayer but I, okay. this was a year where like other multiplayers could have made it like i liked the halo multiplayer i liked mm-hmm. it takes two um yeah like i i played several decent ones i considered mario party just to be like you know i had an okay time playing mario party
1: right so. Yeah, you, i'm trying to think did we really play anything else new for no i
0: don't games? i don't think we played anything that was new i think samurai gun was the main one that was like a new game yeah uh with,
1: with only playing 12 hours i mean that cuts out literally yeah, it half cuts, it
0: cuts out some we probably could have dug deep and found something else if we had to go for 24 hours but uh,
1: no <laughs> not anymore. We're too old.
0: We're too old now. But yeah, I yeah, I mean like I played several multiplayer games and like usually yeah. I don't really, so that that's that's mm-hmm. for me. Uh and so now we're going to move into best feel, right? Best
1: feel, yes. Um, okay. Now, this is one that I do like this is probably the category I feel like more and more passionate about. Yeah. Cuz like the games I played like they were more like gameplay heavy and systems yes. heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe not like music or story heavy, so uh, but my number 3 is uh Forza Horizon 5. Uh it feels great. I uh, it's just there's some diminishing returns because like 4 was just as good. But yeah. I do want to just at least I need to give a shout out to like Forza Horizon 5. I mean like it is probably the best for me personally. I think it's like the best feeling like driving game. I just I just love those love the feel of like the cars and how unique they feel. Playing this really made me think I should check out, like, the real Forza series. Ah. Uh, because I do think I've gotten to a point where, like, I'm getting better. And I know, like, the real Forza series also has, like, the, the onboarding where you can kind of, like, you know, start out a little easier and have some, like, assist stuff. So, like, I'm, I I was thinking, like, I might give that a try at some point. Because I do think, I think one of the Forzas is actually on Game Pass, but I'll have to look um, but yes, I, I do want to check out one of the real Forzas at some point. But Forza Horizon Five, great driving game.
0: Just wait for uh, the new one. Uh, I mean, I
1: have a whole year. I could you know try because that won't come out until probably November.
0: No, I know. I'm just saying.
1: Yes, uh, my number two is uh, Fist, forged in Shadow Torch. Ooh, which is the uh, the Metroidvania with the 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 bunny.
0: Yeah, he got a big fist.
1: Uh, he's got a big fist also a drill um, Ooh. and then like another thing like it's a propeller thing that like it's for help for help swim, swimming swimming mm-hmm. uh, specifically i'm putting this in here for the combat so the combo system like the combat and the combo system like i would love to see someone like willy mess around with that system because you can get like 20 30 you know like hits in a row type of thing and just like basically juggle enemies in the air it's it's in, it's crazy how uh, in depth uh, the combo system is in just like a metroidvania you just don't see that kind of stuff mm. um, so I, I was just very impressed and i i mean this was a game that i 100 percented i went and did everything i could
0: um, so. nice
1: and then my number one is a game it was like one of the, one of my most anticipated games of this year which was uh kaze in the wild masks ah uh, yes uh you know as you know i was looking forward to it for a, a while and uh, the reason why is because like 2D platformers, they rarely uh, are like inspired by Donkey Kong Country, that series. Yeah, And this was one that it was just like, it was clearly just like, hey, we're just going to basically remake the first three games. And I and, and mean, they did it. It feels just like, I, I would say it's less Donkey Kong Country and more just like, hey, it, it feels like playing Dixie Kong from 2 yeah. and 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm fine with that. Um, which I mean, there's also the parallels of like the masks, hence the name. But the masks you you put on the mask, and all of a sudden it feels like the rhino or like the the bird or the, the the swordfish or you know I think there was another one I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like still like this just feels like Donkey Kong Country, and I mean they nailed it. So I I, I really enjoyed my time with Akaze uh, and the Wild Masks. Cool, so cool. Yep. Uh so what is your top three, Manny?
0: Uh my number three is Deathloop. Okay. Uh and it's just one of those things where like I don't I don't like first person shooters. I think most people who listen to this podcast know that. Like it's just not my jam. But now if you add powers to that, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm in. Uh and I I have this is like my first real true arcane experience. Uh, like beating one of their games to completion, and it just makes me think, like, oh boy, I should really, really play Dishonored because I would probably love it. Um but yeah I I don't know like the guns I like the guns in Deathloop I think they feel good I think that mixed with the way you get several different powers and can use multiple powers at once like you can like basically force throw people you can swap places with people you can turn invisible which is the one I did the most uh you can like steal their weapons and stuff like it's just and you can mix all of these things together to do like all kinds of really neat stuff and that's uh that That's where it feels good, I think. Is like when you. Because sometimes it feels like the gun systems and the power systems are like completely separate from each other, but they play off of each other in, I think, a pretty good way in this game. And it allows for stealth or, you know, full frontal action type stuff. So you, you can play it however you want, and it just works well. Everything works well together. Um, and then my number two is Death's Door, the game where you play as the little crow man and you uh reap the souls, you kill a bunch of big bosses. It is essentially like a souls-like combat game, but you're a little crow man and it's top down. Uh it makes sense there the previous game from this developer made uh Titan Souls, which is another top down game where you are a little thing against big things. Um but this game, I don't know, there's just something about it. I like the way the crow moves. I think this doesn't really have to do with feel, but the way he just actually acts like a bird, like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll leave it idle and he'll like do the weird bird neck thing where they like move their neck around. I, I, I don't know. He just, it, it feels really good and there are several weapons and they all feel unique and it just feels good to move around and hit things. All the hits feel very heavy. Um, and it just, yeah, I don't know. That, that game is very fun from a feel standpoint. Mm. And then my number one is chicker Okay. Okay. Uh, and it is because, like, I don't know. The I never would have expected the painting part of that game to be fun. Right. Because it's like it's kind of like you're like you're doing a dual joystick shooter where like one joystick is controlling your character and the other one is controlling the paintbrush, mm. and like it's not easy to paint well. But it's fun to paint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is the thing that does it like, because the world has no color, like you're painting things and you're using that to try to solve puzzles and you can have the paintbrush do different things uh, to solve those puzzles. But that the act of doing that feels good and is fun. And if that did not feel good, the entire game would fall apart because that that is the game. Like that that is the crux of it. Like it's basically like a Zelda game where instead of using weapons that link would get to solve the puzzles you are using new abilities that the paintbrush gets to solve those puzzles Mm. so it it is just like if if all of the tools in a zelda game sucked it would not be fun right so like the fact that the paintbrush gets upgraded and you can do all kinds of new weird shit is cool and then like if you're a better artist than me you can actually do cool things with it but you have to like really know what you're doing and practice it kind of thing. So, like, I've seen people make, like, amazing drawings, and it's like, how the... You did not do that. Uh, they probably were on PC. To be I was gonna sure.
1: say, were like they using, PC. like, a keyboard and mouse? Yeah, they... I assume that yeah. would be easier.
0: That would be much easier. And, like, when I first played the demo of this, I played it on that, but then I was like, oh, I... I don't know, like I just feel more comfortable using a controller. And even right. that, it's just like it's still fun to use mm-hmm. a controller. Like I wouldn't have expected it to work as well. But like I played it on PS5 and it worked well for me. Um so yeah, like just the, the entire crux of that game. Like it would not work if I did not like the way the paintbrush felt. Um, so that is that is the number one for me.
1: Now, I assume it's very different than like I can't think of the name of the game, but the the PS the PlayStation uh, Pixel Opus one.
0: Oh, uh Concrete Genie? Concrete
1: Genie, yes.
0: Yes, it is very much like a link to the past but with a paintbrush.
1: Okay. That's very interesting cuz like when I think of like hey, you're going around a world painting, it, I like I think of that game cuz I played that one.
0: Yeah, it, it's very much closer to like uh Link's Awakening or a Link to the Past-style mm. Zelda game where you are using a paintbrush to solve puzzles. Like there are there are not that many enemies, there are some boss fights, but like you don't I don't even know that you can lose necessarily. Oh, or if you do, you would just retry, but right. Yeah. I don't know. I, the it's, it's just that style of game, but with a paintbrush, basically. Okay.
2: Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all right. I think we'll move into uh, best surprise. So this is like most like best, like most pleasant surprise, like, Hey, surprise. Okay. This is good type of thing. So, yeah. Um, my number three might be a bit controversial. But I'll try to explain why. <laughs> uh, Psychonauts 2. What the fuck? What?
0: You're, oh, you're, this is your biggest surprise. Yeah, this is not t- not, see, not in my accident. Oh, my God. I'm not no, disappointed. In my, in my order, I had disappointment. And then okay. I heard you say surprise. Uh, uh, and I, oh, I almost had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> okay, yes. I got you. Uh, OK,
1: okay. I, the first one's like a cult classic, but there's always that caveat of like that one. Like, I I don't know the world, but like that one. world. Oh, like, the meat the, circus. It yeah, sucks. So the, the platforming is terrible. It's so bad. So like I had that like concern going in and I'm also just not the biggest like 3D platformer fan. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to really like this. Yeah. But then like I ended up just being like it just ended up being a, a great pleasant surprise. Like the gameplay itself. Didn't quite click with me. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. it's serviceable, but, like, the music, the characters, the story, everything else surrounding the game itself, I just absolutely adore. It, mm-hmm. it is, like, one of the most charming games. I think it's more charming than Wretched and Clank. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I think that too.
1: Uh, so, like, it just – it. It really, really surprised me how much I love Psychonauts, too, because I just went in with just, like, low expectations of, like, I'll give this a try and, like, who knows how I feel, how I'll feel about it. Uh, But then I ended up just absolutely loving it. So, yes. Yeah. So, as I said, just a little controversial, but, like, it's more just because, like, I'm not a huge fan of that genre. And then also the first one, like, I know it's beloved by some people, but, like, Mm. it is more of a cult classic type of thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things, too, where, like, it took a really long time to come out. I mean, like, the only reason it was being made was because it was crowdfunded on Fig, right? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's, like, basically the fans you know the put up or shut up mentality of like you guys ask for this all the time we'll fund it and they did but then it took a long time and i I do really think that it microsoft's money helped them out a lot with that like i i was always going in with the mindset of like i will like this no matter what because i love psychonauts one but the fact that i that they made such a good game that like i there were a lot of people like you is what I'm trying to say. Like a a lot of people in the media and stuff were like, Oh, it's just another psychonauts. And like, I think a lot of people were surprised in the way that you were by this game. And I think that that's very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, yes, I blown away by it. And I, yes, I absolutely adore that game. So yeah. Uh, My number two uh, is just like the perfect example of just like surprise is a Flynn son of crimson. Oh yes. A game I just never heard of. Didn't pay attention to it. I saw it was added to game pass. I was like, "Ah, I like platform 2d platformers. I'll give this a try. And like, yes, I just played through this and just completed and did everything. It's just a, it's just a great platformer. It has a dog that you get to ride at one point, uh, Big fan. I Flynn I, <laughs> of Son of Crimson. It, I don't know. It's a 2D platformer where you're just kind of platforming from you know level to level, but it does have like branching paths as well. That I find very interesting and a good like upgrade system. So it's a little more than just like a 2D platformer. But like, yes. I as I said, I never heard of it. I just saw it, it was on added to Game Pass one day, and I was like, I guess I'll give this a try. And yes, I absolutely loved it. So yes, Flynn, Son of Crimson. Mm-hmm. And then my number one. It takes two. Mm-hmm. um as you know i talked about it before you know like you know a way out it just it, we enjoyed it but it wasn't necessarily a good game this yes 100 this is like a legitimately good game it has like you know fun puzzles it has some great moments uh even the stuff with the daughter like it's so bad that it's but funny i it's, love that. it's funny That's and it's not a negative yeah, exactly. It's so bad it comes around on itself. And It's like you know what? I can't even call this a negative.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not.
1: <laughs> so like, just it takes two. It just works.
0: It 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 yeah.
1: It, it's what a way out he clearly wanted to do type of thing. And mm-hmm. this time, like, like, and the story beats like some of them actually work.
0: Yes, yeah, some of the some of them do actually work. Like, there's the the one scene I think of a lot where they're like at the the winter hotel area. Yes, and they like talk, have that heart to heart with each other. Like that really works, I think. Yes, uh, so and then no- you see the daughter, and you're like, "Ooh, this one's not working," but <laughs> it's in a fun way.
1: <laughs> where she's just like, "Your your mom is clearly like passed out to the point where like you would probably just think I need to call an ambulance." <laughs> <laughs> if you saw your mom passed out like that or your dad, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, my parents hate me." You would be like, "They're dead."
0: yeah or they're asleep like that's that was the other part it's like i don't know why she the way it was a reaction was like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like she never would have answered you you fucking moron in any situation she's either dead or she's Uh asleep there's no way in those oh she's ignoring me she (laughs) hates me like no bro she's asleep
1: what (laughs) i mean a kid would like go up and like start poking their parent or something yeah
0: or try to wake them up shake their yeah, shoulder yeah. no mm-hmm. just stand literally on the opposite end of the room and be like mom and then they don't say anything and you're like "Well, oh, i guess you fucking hate me then <laughs> like what <Yeah. laughs> ah yes normal human uh, reactions i see uh,
1: you know what Jesus game Christ? actually got kids done right what psycho not.
0: Oh, psycho not 100%. Uh-huh. uh-huh. 100. I oh, God, I love Raz. Uh-huh. Uh, he's my boy. So.
1: Yep, uh but yep, but takes 2 is my my uh my, you know, best surprise of the year. So,
0: so that'll go right into mine. It was my number okay. 3. Okay. Awesome. For for the for the exact same reasons that it <clears> was. <throat> like we played a way out and it's yes. like, "Oh, I see what you're trying to do here." And like I'm enjoying it, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but like you could it could use something else like some work here, maybe some better voice actors, for example, Uh, or or not, depending on how you want and what you want to experience. Um, But like outside of that, I I guess I just wouldn't have expected the gameplay to be as varied and interesting as it was and fun and and fun. Like, yes, I like figuring out the puzzles and like the fact that it was a different thing, each world like I talked Mm -hmm. about before. Uh, that that's cool and like it just is like this seems like the game joseph Harris and his team were trying to make you know what i mean I, i i hope they can build off of this in a fun and cool way like i i hope the fact that they won the game of the year at the game awards like i hope that really makes ea see that and be like oh these guys are like doing cool stuff that people like you know maybe we should not be like ea like we normally are so who who knows how that'll go, but I it, it's cool. Like I, it takes two is a fun, cool game. I think. Yes. Uh, my number two, they gotta bring it back. cruising Blast. Okay. Yeah. This game has literally no right to <laughs> for me to like it as much as I do. It has no right. It's not really good, but it is good, mm-hmm. and I, I that's what I like about it is just oh, what's happening? We're just racing, and then all of a sudden, a giant terribly rendered yeti punches a hole in the ground and now that's the road all right fine am i a dinosaur that has a tailpipe you bet uh does this unicorn have neon lights underneath it why not that's here um it's so dumb but like in the best possible way for me and i enjoy just going through it. It doesn't take a lot of concentration unless you're playing on like the hardest difficulty, but like that's not unlocking you anything extra or anything. Right. The fact that it sold well enough for them to be like, we should add online multiplayer (laughs) next year. And DLC is actually baffling. Like I, I literally don't get it. it. Makes no sense to me. Um, so that's great. And it just, like, me, I played it, and I had fun alone. I played it in the multiplayer, and I had fun. I think it's on sale uh, on the eShop and the physical cartridge at Best Buy for, like, 20 bucks or something right now. Uh,
1: well, uh, one thing I'm kind of wondering is it's only on Switch, right? It's only on Switch. I wonder if, like, there's just not a lot of, like, really good, like, like racing games on Switch. I other than that, like Mario Kart, like obviously.
0: Yeah, I, I think that could be true, but like the, I wouldn't. I don't even know that I would say this is a good racing game. Like it, mm. it is just like the most arcade arcade racer ever. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's not like no other arcade racers came out this year. Like I also liked uh, Hot Wheels. And, mm, that's
2: true. Yeah.
0: And that was a fun game, and like they just added that Batman expansion. But that is more like this is a well-made game. And it has like a lot of cool content in it where Cruise and Blast is just like, there's some like weird X factor that I can't comprehend, but it just makes me feel happy when I play it. Like it just, I don't know. It's got some secret sauce. Did you know it came out in arcade? Yes. I, I have a picture of the arcade machine because hmm. uh, it was originally an arcade game. And yes, this, yes. this is, uh, yeah, this is, um, has like six more tracks in it, or nine more mm-hmm. tracks, or something than that. They're all like reskinned and totally stupid, but right, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's it's excellent. And then my number one best surprise is inscription, and okay. everybody's gonna be like, Oh, everyone knew inscription was gonna be good, and to them, I say, Fuck you, because. I don't like horror games, which is what everyone said this game was. I am so tired of deck-building roguelikes, which is also what this game is. And everyone was like, oh, Manny, I think you should play this. I played it, and I, I liked it, and I think you should try it. And I'm just like, man... Why do you guys always say this? People said that to me about Griftlands that came out this year, and I was like, ah, it's it's fine, I guess, when I played it. So this is like, this is the last one that you clowns are gonna get me to buy over here. I bought it. I fucking love inscription. I could not get enough of this game, the weird meta shit going on in it. I actually really liked the card game. I liked the way, that the story unfolds in this game. I still really kind of question why people call it horror. Like, there's mm. stuff in it that's, like, kind of unsettling, but none of it is, like, scary, I guess. So, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily fully agree with the horror thing. I guess... Scott is it just, like, a horror thing, Sort of. Yeah. I like Scott will be on our podcast next week, probably. And he, I almost certainly will have inscription in his top 10. Mm. So he can probably speak more to the horror stuff than I can. Cause he like loves horror games. But right. I think he kind of agreed with me on that, that it's like, yeah, I don't know that it's like scary or like right. not horror. But either way, it, it's a great game. And like, it does a lot of really crazy stuff. I think people should play inscription. I, I've seen a couple people say that they played the, through the first part, and like... <clears throat> see, I, I, I just don't want to spoil it, because a lot a lot of it is the... A, a lot of it is, like, stuff that happens, and it's actually I was going to put some of the stuff that happens in my best moment or sequence, but, like, I so didn't want to spoil it that I just didn't put it there. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting game. Like, it changes several times throughout, but... Right. Um, the reason I put it on best surprise, even though like the developer has made like three games that are like in a similar vein before this and people really like them, like everything about this game is like, I should not like this. And then I did. So that, that was why it was a surprise to me personally. Right. Right. So. um And yeah, that was my, that was my number one.
1: So with that, I think it's time to move on to the opposite. Yes. Uh, the biggest disappointments, mm-hmm, uh, the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. three disappointments of the years. So, yeah uh for me my number three is uh Kana bridge of spirits mm,
0: yes you did not even you did not enjoy it very much
1: no I i don't know why I latched onto this game like pre-launch but I was just like very excited about this game and I want to emphasize it's not bad it's not a bad game we don't have like a like worst game or are, you know terrible game or anything like this is our only negative category yeah it's just this game's so boring at least the gameplay is just really boring like the platforming not interesting the combat wasn't interesting the story wasn't interesting the character Kana didn't really do anything for me it looks great i you know complimented its you know visual style but like other than that it just it just
0: bored me so. it also patches every day oh yeah
1: every day still when i had your ps5 i sent you a text informing you that it patched it
0: still patches matt what the fuck are they changing at this point it's had like fucking 50 patches by now like what is happening to that game it's probably not even the same now they just remade the game from scratch i don't even fucking know dude
1: yeah that's odd (sighs) Um, my number two i'm sorry I'm just sorry, I know, Manny. I
0: know what you're gonna say, and you're wrong. <laughs> it's
1: new Pokemon Snaps.
0: match not he's not right here, everybody. Do not pay attention.
1: I, I wanna just I'm not the only one. Well, I was okay. at the hey,
0: Not everyone can be right. I I, I was
1: I was at the grocery store. I was talking to Tony, and he also was just like, I did not like Pokemon Snaps.
0: Boo! <laughs> All right, listen you got I, I you know what mm-hmm. i'm going to people need to fucking learn about things they like mm-hmm. i i'm i'm saying this if you do not like this game you did not like pokemon snap it is purely nostalgia and people can be like well i go back and play it now that that, that is one 1000% nostalgia goggles then because this is pokemon snap but a better game um Yes and no. I mean like do I think like objectively it is a better game and I know like not everyone has to like it but like it has what Pokemon Snap had but with better mechanics that work better. I, I guess my big thing is it was just like it felt
1: padded out. It was short but it felt padded out.
0: But like I see I also don't agree with that because you're experiencing new content constantly unless I, I you're know. doing it poorly. Which is like I, the game is the game is like teaching you how to play. I don't know. I I was bored. I was bored. I I don't know. Like I then, then you like, should be. Everyone should be bored playing the original fucking Pokemon Snap. Like that's what I don't get. Well, I haven't gone back and played it in probably like five ten years, so I might not you like see. It. And there you go. Like I if, I, I, if I, this I game will is boring, admit the original Pokemon Snap is boring as fuck. I will admit. I'm an idiot. I've been asking for this game for the last, like, 15, 20 years. I get it. And I was just like, oh, no. I hate it. (laughs) And and you know what? Fucking – I was right. Let Uh the record show Uh that I was right because I said this Mm -hmm. when this game was coming out. I said – I don't know that people actually want a new Pokemon snap game because Nintendo was right. Nintendo was right. But you know, fucking what it sold more than they expected it to. And so it got free DLC and they're going to continue putting out content for it. So fuck them as well Mm -hmm. because they were also wrong. Uh, so like yeah i don't know and i did i do love this game i will mm-hmm. fight you to the death but i get it if you if you don't like like i can't be like well fuck you like if you don't like it you don't like it and i, I get that. i'm not saying it's a bad game well, i'm you saying could say that. i mean that's fine
1: i don't i'm not gonna be saying i'm it. saying i'm an idiot and like <laughs> I, I mean, it's a game i've been asking for like i know i've asked for it on the podcast yeah. i got it and i i remember even when, when like it first came out i was like i was wrong i've been asking for this
0: you know what you know what you know what it's gonna happen with what sunset overdrive 2 oh don't say that oh yeah that's the next one the monkey's paw curls again
1: it's not gonna come it'll never come out so (laughs) that's not
0: a a concern see you say that now you say that now i'll like the second one better that's no, because okay. like I'll like Spider. No, too, because buddy. the
1: big difference here is Spider Man is like the best selling PlayStation exclusive.
0: Look, it's not my fault people don't like Pokemon Snap more. I tried to make it happen,
1: I, and you know Wolverine's going to sell a billion copies as well. Oh yeah, so, so like it's just one of those things where like Sony's not going to prioritize this Xbox. Ex, like exclusive ah uh, well we'll see i do think there's a chance that it gets <gasps> re-released like the first one gets re-released with all like the dlc on you know playstation 5 or whatever but like i do not expect a sunset overdrive 2 ever
0: so listen you say that but you have also said the opposite i know you're i know you're just trying to plug down it hey i want it more than anything but at the same time <laughs> i want
1: spider-man and i want wolverine so really what i want is insomniac to get another studio <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i get you they need,
1: they need to have three going at once mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. we, we need an insomniac game every year
0: insomniac game every year all right what's your most disappointing game
1: uh 12 minutes oh boy
0: yeah it sucks <laughs> I, I like printed out paper
1: and um, just kind of wrote some notes. The only thing I put it, next is it, does it minutes, just say it sucks because no, that's put, what I would write. I just wrote no.
0: <laughs> so, but oh god, I you know what, dude,
1: I, know I couldn't good?
0: even be I couldn't even be disappointed by this game because like I, I I don't know I was I wanted to play it to know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they just still were never really, like, showing what it was. I just assume they weren't showing that because, like, it was just, like,
1: resetting the clock every 12 minutes. It would have been, like, very spoiler heavy. I I guess. But, like, I just... uh, Yeah, man. I I, I don't know. The the gameplay, like, at a certain point, it did get a little frustrating. But the part that bothers me is just, like, the stupid plot twist. Oh, my God. That just, like... (laughs) Uh, Incest, you, you, didn't t- no, you didn't even I get there. You didn't even get there. I experienced
0: no. that shit live. I thought I was just like, what? No, what? It, why would you ever think that's a good idea? More like Wincest. Am I right? Mm, yeah, We're yeah. ending the podcast. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just
0: it's it's like I t- normally I try to just be like, oh well, like I like this part. I just, Mm -hmm. that game sucked. I did not like, I, I, there was like a couple minutes in the beginning where I was like, ooh. And then after everything after that, I was like, I gotta do this again. Are you fucking kidding me? And like the way- outside of the plot not being great like there were just elements of the gameplay that just like didn't work and a lot of the time they didn't do enough to point you towards the next thing properly like sometimes i would just stumble into it and i would be like i know what i need to do what Mm -hmm. will make that happen right it just oh man drive me nuts but yes i
1: yeah that 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 is my least favorite game that i played this year
0: uh, that is my second least favorite game I played this year. What is your least favorite? Well, good. We can get there. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: uh, it was that in your top three at all? Uh, twelve minutes.
0: Yeah. No. Wow. Okay. Well, I did. I didn't. I didn't like have high expectations for it. I don't think.
1: I don't know. I I was hoping.
0: Um, yeah.
1: It'd be cool. Cause like I don't know, just like the resetting the clock every twelve minutes sound like a cool game mechanic and stuff. So. Anyway. I thought it could, you know, go interesting places. It went places. I don't know if I'd call them interesting.
0: So. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, what are your uh, three most disappointing games then?
0: Uh, my biggest disappointment, number well, sorry, it was my number three was no longer home, which is the worst game I played this year. Uh, I kickstarted this game, and it was touted as a like um, a coming of age story. That's like a point-and-click adventure game about these two college students who have to move out of their uh college home because like college is ending and like they're worried and like don't know how to like transition to real life this is a thing that a lot of people live i lived this scenario and so it's one of those things where it's like oh i would like to experience that like i would like to hear your story and like see what happens in it and it like was the shortest game I've like ever played. Like I backed this game and it took like four years to come out or five years even. And it was like an hour, like almost not even an hour long. Mm. And like normally length shouldn't really matter. But other than that, they were like, (sighs) I don't want to sound mean here. They were just like really self-important art students. It felt like, in a way that was like not relatable to me as someone who went through the same experience, it was just one of those things where it's like all of their stuff was being paid for by someone else. And like, obviously, yes, they were going through like, um, you know, some stuff with being queer and like gender stuff that I did not go through. So like, that is like an interesting lens to put on it, but just like they felt shitty In a way that like I just couldn't really get behind and so it was like oh I don't like this game and nothing is really going on and when they do talk I hate it and that's mean like I don't want to be mean to these people but that that's just that is how I felt and like I had looked forward to it and a lot of uh, one of the main cruxes of the thing was like oh they like interact with these like fun creatures throughout the house that like oh there's like a dragon living in one of the rooms or whatever and like none of that really came into play at all so I it just I feel like they just didn't even deliver on the thing that they had promised in the Kickstarter really so uh, how was that. the reception outside of you were other people like no one, no one no one really reviewed it because it's like a game that like no one even really knew existed kind of thing well if it got kicked kickstarted like it, it did but it was not very many people kickstarted it they did not need like a whole ton of money i did see it winning some narrative awards and things but like i I didn't really ever see any like super negative reviews but i just i felt very negatively about this game
1: did you play through it well i I guess guess yeah
0: because it was like i it was over and i was like hmm. is there like another part to this like did Hmm. i somehow not actually unlock the full game and Hmm. no that was just the end like i yeah it's bizarre Um, so yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I had already spent the money on it. Like I, you know, I can't really complain now, but it's just one of those things where it's like sometimes Kickstarter games, you get one and you're like, wow, this is like exactly what you had pitched This is exactly what I wanted. And ironically, that is what happens when I don't end up backing a game like Chicory. was a Kickstarter game. And I think that game is incredible, but I didn't end up backing it because I missed the date. Whereas, like, I did back this, and I was like, ooh, boy. Maybe I should just not back games. Bloodstained is the one that I can think of that I did back that I, like, really did enjoy. Yeah, that's I'm one of, the, one of the few people who has a physical copy because I backed at that tier. Um, yeah, so I, No Longer Home is definitely, by far, I think, the worst game I played this year, but, like, it just didn't connect with me at all, and it was something that I probably should have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that was also more on me, sort of, because I kick-started it and, like whatever the other two on this list i just uh oh boy number two was axiom verge 2 and this oh, okay. is also kind of on me because people talked about the original axiom verge like oh this is like a really great metroidvania game and you get all these crazy guns and like it's just got these really like interesting unique things that happen like you get like a portal gun and it's like crazy and people really liked that first one and i just never played it and i was like well they say that you don't need to play the first one to play the second one. Cause it's more like a prequel, not more like it literally is a prequel. Um, and I, it, it stealth dropped that one day after the indie direct Nintendo indie direct. And like, I got it on PlayStation and I played through it in two sittings and it just was like, I don't get it. Like, I I did not like this. And it was because they removed the part with the guns. It was all, like, weird melee weapons. The combat felt terrible to me. Um, and just, like, none of it clicked with me at all. Um, so th- that that that's really, like, I don't think the map was fun to explore from a Metroidvania perspective. I, they knew the combat was bad because, like, all of the bosses were optional other than the final boss where you couldn't die. So it's like when you yourself are like, "Hey, maybe don't interact with the combat." Like I feel like that's not a good sign. That and then like, uh, if it's not fun
1: to explore a Metroidvania, then like, yeah, then like what? Why are that... we
0: even here? Like, what are we? Yeah. What are we? What are we doing? Um, and then my number one most disappointed thing of this year is Tales of Arise. Man what i this is sometimes i feel disconnect with everybody else like i talked about it takes two and we're like i don't feel like it was too long this is the first tales game as a as an action jrpg i have loved most other tales games i have played except for the recent ones like i played tales of jilia i played tales of jilia 2 and i was like i can't anymore i don't think these are good And they put out two games after that, one of which is apparently good and I should play, but then they got a new director and it looked like they were going for a more like wide appeal approach and giving them a higher budget for the first time. This was, they, they transferred off their old ghetto engine to unreal and like, it looked really good. And I was like, all right, now's the time to come back in. I I literally, the longer I played it, the more I disliked it. And It's one of those things where Tales games have good combat. I I cannot complain about that in this sense. I think the combat is great. But everything surrounding that, I think the world is boring. I hate all the characters. I don't think that they are exciting at all. And everybody else is out there being like, man, I've never played a JRPG before, but this here's my shit. I love it. Best game I've played this year. And you're like, what planet do I live on? did we play two completely different games or what and they're like yeah like I found all the characters relatable and like I I thought it was interesting and it was like what the fuck are you talking about what this is a different this is how I felt about Nino Kuni 2 as well where like people were like oh I really like this one and I just I feel like it has to be a thing where people don't play that many JRPGs or something because like none of the characters interact with each other like humans interact with each other I, and I've talked about that before while talking mm-hmm. about Tales of Arise, so I don't want to like get too deep into it. But like, man, I just I don't like this game. I uh, and like the, the characters from this game are now winning all the character popularity polls. Like Namco is running like, who's your favorite Tales character of all time? And one of the characters from this game keeps winning the polls, and I'm just like, what? What? I mean, recency bias. I guess, but I just even then, fuck that. I I don't know, man. And like, they really it's really strange, too, because people are like forgiving it for a lot of stuff. Weirdly, they're like, oh, well, I thought it was fine. Like, you know, they really kind of really poorly tackled the whole slavery aspect of the game. But like, we'll give them a pass. And it's like, what? (laughs) It's like of all the things that you could, you know, tackle with zero subtlety, slavery is a pretty big one. And they just like weirdly brush it aside and then like try to like make you relate to the people who are like enslaving other people. And it's like, no, hey, how about we just take a strong stance and that it's never okay at all. And somehow they're just like, oh, but like it was because of this. And you're like, no, 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 (laughs) no. And so I just don't get it. But people really like this game. Good for them, I guess. I just like I want to like a Tales game so bad. I i so desperately like since tales of vesperia i have never liked the tales game people say that if i played burst area the one from the last game before this one i would probably like it but like woof! i don't know combat's fine though so you know at least that's there if the combat was
1: not great do you think oh, you would have finished the game? No,
0: absolutely not. No. Okay. So the
1: combat basically carried you through to the end.
0: Yeah, like I have fun every time I would go into combat. And oh, so the other thing that really gets me about this game is in Tales games, whenever they use a move, they say the name of the move. Like this happens in like all anime stuff. It's like so. It's very like Street
1: Fighter, like Hadouken. Hadouken.
0: Yes, except that imagine that, but like constantly, always. And it's so like, I just
1: have to keep launching Hadoukens?
0: Uh, yeah, forever, literally. Okay. And it's just people yelling just wild shit constantly, and it happens always. And you're just like, when can they shut up? I don't mind it because it happens in a lot of Japanese media stuff. But in Tails games, it happens way more. And that's another thing that people who normally don't play these kinds of games are like, normally they hate that shit. But in this game, they're like, oh, it's fine. And I just, I don't get it. Because it's not like it's any less bad in this game. Like, it's excruciating. So I, I don't know, man. I just feel like this is like a weird example of people that normally hate games like this, just being like, Oh, well, we'll give it a pass for all these weird things where like normally they would not. And I just, I, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's... And like, even like uh one of my friends, Rob who listens to this podcast sometimes, like I, I beat it before he did. And even he seemed to like, like it a lot more than I did. And I just was like, no, like I no. No. So that that was my most disappointing because I should have liked it. Like I I went into it being like, all right, new director, new engine, we're here. And I just yeah, it did not do it for me. I I hope that because a lot of people bought it, that like it means that they'll continue to get like a good budget. Uh, because it seems like that had been decreasing over time. So I I don't know. And like it it hit way bigger over here than it ever has before in the West. So. Good yeah, good I mean, good for good for them on that front. I, I hope that they get to keep like making like bigger, cooler games, but it yeah, it just did not do it for me.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. You always hope that maybe maybe you know, budget is part of the reason, like you just didn't get get as good of a writer's or something, you know. Like they they couldn't prioritize the writing. So yeah, maybe maybe with a bigger budget they can kinda bring in some a better writing staff. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh all right so then our next one is best character yes
1: uh which i think now is a good uh, i think we should just kind of like maybe in the the podcast notes just kind of like list out and be like spoilers for the following games Mm -hmm. i think pretty much anything listed after this point we should probably just we don't have to like time stamp it but just say like hey spoilers for you know like these like 10 games or whatever so
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we'll just spoiler warnings. if you well, yes. if you want no spoilers for this for anything, just don't listen uh, to this part. I would say yes. Like or
1: like take a look at maybe the notes and just see whatever games are listed and if you're like, oh, "I don't really care." Uh, you know, just kind of go go on your way. So. Yeah. Uh my uh so I'll go first and so we're doing the best character. Uh so my number 3 is uh Rivet from uh Ratchet and Clank. Mhm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um she's a bit hokey a little you know like maybe a little too positive but like ultimately i did enjoy the character and i do think like anytime i've talked to anybody about this game rivet is a is the one aspect that people like i really liked rivet from the game so like and i did as well i mean like she was just a a very good character uh gameplay wise i mean there's there's virtually no difference between her and uh, ratchet um which i mean that's by design i think that I think that was probably smart because then you could just kind of bounce back and forth, and like even the weapons and everything just kind of stayed the same. Um, so, I uh, no, I, I did like Rivet as a character. I did, oh, God, what was, um, what was the clank?
0: Uh, um, Lady Clank.
1: Yeah, the Lady Clank. I, I did not like
0: remember. her. Oh, she was fine. I don't, I don't know. I, there was
1: something about her that I just, I was not as big of a fan of. Uh, but nope, I did, I did like Rivet. Um, I, I, characters really didn't stand out to me too much. At least, like, my top two, I really liked. The third one, I was like, I don't even know. Like, Lady D, no, she wasn't quite in the game long enough. I, I had a tough time kind of coming up with a top three for this list.
0: Kit is the name. Kit, of the that's lady. right, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two is uh, Dr. Hakim from
0: <laughs> It <Antioch>
1: Takes <laughs> Two. What a masterpiece character. Uh, yes, I, I think some people... M- like may have been turned off by him. Listen, and they're wrong. It's fine. I I loved him. He's I, so
0: funny. I love uh, Doctor Hakeem.
1: Yes, I do not. This game does not work if Doctor Hakeem is isn't like most of his jokes land for me. Yeah. Yes. Um. And like, how many times have I said fix your relationship In, <laughs> on this on this podcast? I mean, just <laughs> I yes, Doctor Hakeem, great. He made me laugh. Great character, uh, and then my number one—not a new character, but new to me—is a Raz from Psychonauts Two.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so, I first off the voice—I love that voice. He,
0: so it, it Raz is one of my probably top ten favorite video game characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, yes, the voice actor—like I was so worried because this game was coming out so many years later that they would not mm-hmm. be able to get the same voice actors for like cruller and raz and lily and then when they were like oh yeah i'll come back no questions mm-hmm. asked i was like thank god and thank not god. only that but
1: i think they like nailed it and it sounds the same even yeah, though it's like yeah. 15 years later or whatever yep oh, it's crazy but like yeah i mean like i we were talking about <laughs> a child in it takes two mm-hmm. and how it just did not work but raz just feels like a 10 year old
0: yeah, and, like, he's really passionate about the things mm-hmm. he's passionate about. He's, like, really, like, gung-ho and just wants, you know, he just wants the best for everybody around him and stuff. Yes. And, like, just the way he is obsessed with, like, the Psychic Tales comics and stuff, like, I I love that. Like, I just love, like, yes, I am like that with stuff still mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, I love this thing. Let me tell everybody about it. It's this podcast. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what my thing is. Uh, Yeah, just like everything about it. And he just like, you know, he struggles with the same thing that other ten-year-olds struggle with, like young kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. is Lily his girlfriend? I mean, they kissed once. So like I
1: love I I love that (laughs) moment. Like, is that the beginning of the game? She's just like, is she my girlfriend? I don't know. (laughs) And then like that that mo it didn't make my top three I wanted it to, or like best moment, where like she just walks in and she's like He's my boyfriend, and like they like cut to Raz, and he has the biggest smile on his face, and it just made me so happy. I yes, I, yes. yes, very good portrayal uh, of a kid for sure. Yes, excellent. It, but I could absolutely see a ten year old being like, "I think she's my girlfriend. I don't know, but like yeah. never. Don't talk about it with her. No, no, no. Just like just be confused about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So nope. That is uh, Raz is my favorite. Not new, but new to me type type of thing so yes
0: Uh. um so i had a really hard time with this because there are so many characters in the games i played like literally i could have put every character that is in eastward on this list and like every character that is in chicory um but number three is luke carter from inscription so spoilers for inscription you are a character who is playing the game inscription okay in inscription so it's like this man luke carter who is a trading card youtuber digs up the game inscription and he is playing it and filming himself playing it and so there are parts where he will like say things in the game like he's like oh that's weird when something happens or whatever, but you also get to view the recordings of his video camera while he's playing the game or like just throughout his life. Never before has a human character so accurately portrayed a card gaming person on YouTube it is so and it just the way they do it is like most of the time he's really deadpan they would be the worst youtube videos you've ever seen but my man is opening up card packs and that's why you're there and he'll just you open up
1: got down
0: some i have cars, i have gone I, I have gone down dark roads i have seen many people open pokemon card packs i'll admit mm-hmm. it and he's here on film like in fmv style just being like i've got some packs here and he'll just open up these fake cards and they'll be like nothing you've ever heard of and you'll be like show me the card." it just he's so good at it and i love that mm-hmm. uh it, it's just the, the the actor that got to play luke is it's fantastic like is i it, i hate i hate him but i love him
1: is yeah. it like a parody making fun of those videos oh like 100
0: in a way where it's just like hey we know what this guy is like you mm-hmm. know him you've seen him before <laughs> and it's just really funny and He like descends slowly more and more into madness as the as the game goes on. And like that stuff is really good as well. Like there is one one scene that I I love where things are getting more and more fucked up. And he is like trying to do a YouTube video. And he's like, today we're going to open up a pack of these cards. And he like struggles to open up the cards. And he just sets them down and is like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And I was like, this is incredible. I love this man. I just yes, Luke Carter, excellent. If you played Inscription, you know you know what I'm saying. He's so there's even some character
1: development in there. There
0: so. is, oh yeah, okay. Um, awesome. So I like that. My number two is Sam from Eastward. She is the girl you play as two characters, uh, John and Sam. John is the man who does not talk. Sam is the little girl. There is a lot to this character. Uh, she is dug up um, in a mine and is found in like a cryogenic tube. Uh, and then John adopts her and she is like another character that is like this is a child (laughs) this is a child who wants to have fun and she really likes the character that is her dad figure in John and she just wants to play and wants to have fun and wants to be a kid and wants John to be happy and like it works really well, and I won't spoil what happens with this character because it is a large major plot point in Eastward. But, like, I don't know. She just is happy, and, like, there are parts where she gets really upset, and it's really sad because I hate when kids get sad about, like, real-life stuff that blows. Right. Um And it's just like, oh, Sam, you're so cute. And she gets... At one point, she gets she's barefoot for the first like third of the game, and then someone gives her her red boots. She loves the red boots, (laughs) and she just uh, she just like is so fun. I think she's such a fun character, and the way they animated her, she's always like so excited, and the shirt she wears is just too big, so like it's just like two sleeves dangling around. She's like dancing. Oh, Sam is so good, Um, and then. My number one character, I thought about this a lot. I was going to make it grilled, ch, which is the main character that I was in Chicory, because you named the character. But I was like, oh, no, I feel like it has to be one of the more developed characters. And so I picked Clementine, the which is your, your character's sister, and she's your big sister, and she's a dog who's wearing okay. a hoodie. I love hoodies and she just she wants you to succeed matt she's a cool sister and you gotta go meet her for pizza and that's like maybe one of my favorite scenes in the game where she's just like hey we gotta go get a slice and she like she knows that because you are the new brush wielder that like you're having a hard time and people expect a lot of you and she just like tells you hey you do what makes you happy and mm. she's so cool and she respects you and she like she tries to, you know, protect you from your parents because they're psychos like all parents are. Uh, and she's just very like a cool big sister who like really respects you. And I love her. Uh, and that that's all I got. I mean, she <laughs> she has like a, a decent amount of scenes. Like when you go to art school, she is there and she's she's trying to learn art. And she's just like everything you do is like, wow, I'm so glad you're my sister. It's very exciting um but yeah just like her whole her whole role in the game i think is just very sweet overall um but yeah when you go to get pizza that's your rule
1: (laughs) i mean that's very relatable
0: it's very relatable i love pizza Mm -hmm. um and yeah she just tells you like hey i know you're having a hard time and like i'm Mm. not always around but like i'm here for you if you ever need to call you ever need to come home and visit like i'm rooting for you always Mm. she's 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 great um and so that is my that is my characters that i like this year i could have written dozens for this i could have kept going every yeah every every character in psychonauts every single one
1: yeah a lot of new characters were great
0: uh yes yeah um so
1: yes um all right i think we'll do story and then best moment and then we'll wrap up the podcast we will yeah uh so story Mm uh uh my top three, I just want to preface my number three. I'm not saying this is a good story. <laughs> I just had fun with it. Cruising Blast. Resident Evil Village. Oh, nice. I mean, uh, as I said, it's not necessarily where it's a good story. Oh, I
0: love it, though. I, I know. Love so I much love fun. it. It's so stupid and so much fun. As someone <laughs> who did not play that game, when I um, found out the plot twist, I was like, nah. uh Well, I mean, like, even the way the game starts
1: out, Chris Redfield just, like, storms in your house and he just, like, shoots your wife and, like, steals (laughs) your baby and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you find out it's not really your wife and it's like the evil woman that's been controlling everything. Oh, that's so and, good. It's so good.
0: And Ethan's been dead
1: the entire
0: When you time. find out that he's a mold man oh my uh, god. And he, like that's why his stupid fucking hand comes off uh, uh, constantly in the game. You're like oh he's a mold guy. <laughs> it's just like what is this plot? This is so stupid and I love uh, like There's, hearing about it and seeing those cutscenes. Uh, I was like this is magical. Do I love uh, this. I yes. I
1: I regularly think about this one meme where it's like Fry's hands chopped off, and it was just like the makers of Resident Evil with Ethan because his <laughs> hand, yes. I mean, there's literally a moment where his hands get chopped off, and he just like grabs it and then just like puts it like near the stump and then just pours some liquid on, and it's just like it's back to yes, back to normal, and you're like. Oh, this is a video game, but then they actually justify it with a stupid reason. But I love that stupid reason. Uh, and then the other exciting thing is the epilogue. Oh, with the ending with the, the with where it's like twenty years later with the daughter,
2: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like
1: Ethan's story's done. But like clearly the, there's this like evil daughter that's like, what's going on with that? Like I, oh man, I'm so excited. <laughs> for the next one. It's gonna be so dumb. It's gonna. Be oh, so yeah. Dumb, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <sighs> yeah this story reminded me a lot of um Devil May Cry where it's like this isn't a good story but I'm having fun. Yes, exactly. Uh so that is why it is my number 3.
0: Okay. Uh
1: my number 2 is Psychonauts 2. Nice. Um it's just a fun uplifting story but there's like th- like some legitimately like shocking parts like mm-hmm. I don't I not playing the first one, like I still like Maligula being like Raz's grandma. Ugh, that was a, not, uh, you're just like, where did this come from? And then like I, I put in my notes here, Lily, the girlfriend, that, yes. that moment was great. Uh-huh, that uh, I love the, the whole story arc with like Raz going into Hollis's mind and then messing that all up. Um, just, the, it's a lot of just, like, small little moments that end up kind of, like, coming back together under the, it, it, and it, it is actually a very fun story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, you know, all the characters work together. Um, it, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed my time with Psychonauts, too. I don't know if you want to talk about the story at all.
0: Uh, so, I, I will just spoil it. Psychonauts was my number one best story. Oh, okay. Because okay. I just because like i i love that first game like i love the story mm-hmm. of the first game and this game as the direct direct sequel of that basically like it it goes right from psychonauts to the vr game and then right from the vr game to this like it all happens within like a 12 hour period the, the time between these two games but they do a great job with that intro
1: oh yeah catch you up to the point where like i was able to play this and i enjoyed the story
0: even though i didn't play any of the other games and like i t- I talked to scott about this a lot because we both really like Psychonauts one Um, right normally like a game like this that would come out this many years later it's like it's not really gonna feel the same usually like because there's been so much time it just like it this it really does feel like no time passed Mm. from the previous one because of the way the actors get right back into their roles because tim schaefer has such a strong like handle on how he wrote these characters that it just works and like it feels like oh yes they just got out of summer camp and are coming here uh and like all of that just works and this will be the reason like i'll just say this now that i didn't have any psychonauts 2 or chicory moments in my moment or sequence thing and it's because both of those games to me like it's the whole thing like, and I'm not just going to be like, my best moment is the whole game. <laughs> like, I I could pick out so many moments from Psychonauts 2 that I'm like, I really love this. But to me, it's like one giant cohesive blob. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, j- I just really love Psychonauts. Like, I the way it captures, like we talked about before, like how kids are. Um, yes. I, I just like the concept of a, a secret agent psychic people, I I think is really cool. Um And what I really like about Psychonauts 2 is, like, while it is still, like, a fun, colorful platformer, is it does get into some deeper, uh, like, you know, mental health stuff like the fact that Kruller literally has PTSD like D- Maligula has PTSD like the stuff that happened with her country in the past and mm. like how stuff happened to their minds and the way they changed and were never the same again like that's heavy stuff and like y- you can just like take that at face value and still you know it's still like an overall fun story but like there is some of the like more like Oh, mental health is fucked up a little bit (laughs) elements in there. And like, I think that's cool that they are not afraid to get into that thing, but it's never so overbearing that you're like, Oh, this is an emotionally exhausting experience. Like I think they do a good job of weaving that in and not making it like overwhelming to think about like these other topics. And part of that is because a lot of it is through the lens of a 10 year old kid who's psyched about psychic summer camp. Yes. Um, and, and that just really works. Like, I, t- Tim Schafer is, like, legitimately my favorite video game writer of all time, probably. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- that is also another reason I love this game is I just anything that he is the head of, I usually am a huge fan. That's why Grim Fandango, I play every year. Like, that's why I have replayed Psychonauts a bunch of times. I will probably replay Psychonauts 2 a bunch of times. Uh, it just does it for me. And, yeah, I don't know. It It is definitely my favorite story of the year. Mm-hmm um but other than that number three is eastward oh, i didn't do my number one. Oh shit sorry what's your number one go oh no it's all right i i had a feeling you're you just got talking and you're like, i oh, could yeah i was this... i could just talk about psychonauts forever that's my shit <laughs> uh but not, my
1: number one is the ghost of tsushima uh director's cut oh hell yeah what
0: so i guess i don't really know like what happens in the plot of that uh the big thing is like you meet like the whole thing about the island is like, that's the
1: island where Jin's father died. Oh. So you, uh, it's like, he has to really just kind of come to grips with just kind of like, you know, like the island and like, this is where his, his father died. And, and he really kind of blames himself for the, the death. Cause he was, you know, like a young, he was younger and he really couldn't do anything about it. And he was scared. And he, you end up actually meeting the person who killed his father. And it's, just kind of a nobody um you know this nobody kind of slayed a great samurai so i uh, like Jin has to kind of like work through that and just kind of like work through like the death of his father and how it's not necessarily his fault and just i can't fathom going into ghost of tsushima 2 without playing this game there's just so much character development that happens throughout this this like 15 hour dlc that it, it's all about Jin and like Jin's story. And I, I just greatly appreciated it. And I'm so excited for for two. I think it being DLC may have done it a little bit of disservice where some people probably didn't check it out because they're like, oh, this is just like a little expansion. Where if they had released it more like Miles Morales, I think more people would have paid attention to it. Mm hmm. Uh, so, nope, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that, I I love that character, and this just, like, fleshed it out even more to the point where, like, I am legitimately excited about this franchise. So
0: Nice. And they're um, definitely going to keep making it, because it sold really well. And... It was the best-selling,
1: like, n- like new IP for Sony this generation.
0: Yeah, and I it, like, was definitely by far the best in Japan compared to a lot of other Sony first-party things the past couple of years, so...
1: Mm. yeah, cause like I know they like weirdly into the last of us, but I don't know if they like the like two as much as one.
0: yeah, I don't know about that. I just remember seeing that Ghost of Tsushima broke a bunch of Sony records mm. for uh, Japan specifically. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my number three best story is Eastward. Uh, okay. I don't know that a lot of people would agree with me because people don't really like the ending because it's pretty ambiguous. I was fine with that. Uh, But just, like, the overall vibe of the world, like, it is a post-apocalyptic world where you start as these two people who are living underground, and then the, the surface world is, like, a myth, essentially. Like, no one even believes that you can get to the surface and see it. And so you eventually do get there, and you're exploring the surface world, but there is this gas called the miasma that will come every so often and just destroy towns and it kills everyone in the town like at night while they're sleeping or whatever um because the gas is just released from this train call uh, i can't even remember it's some biblical reference oh fuck. i'm not gonna be able to remember it right now uh but it comes in the night and like kills everyone um and that happens several times throughout the journey. And it's actually like really depressing because it's like, you get to know all these people and then they're just like dead, but you guys are able to escape. Um, and I, I, I won't get into the whole thing, but eventually you get to a city that is being protected, uh, from the mist. And, the, uh, it, 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 goes some wild places, but at the end you find out that like s- Humanity was trying to someone was trying to reset humanity basically like the whole purpose of it was that they were basically creating experimental cities and then the miasma would come and kill all the humans so that they could reset if the experiment failed and like try again. And they were basically just trying to like recreate the human race in a way that was perfect in the i in the eyes of the scientist who was doing all that stuff. Um, and it turns out that the girl Sam actually is like one of the perfect humans who was like cloned to be a perfect human or whatever. And she decides that it is time to break the cycle. And so you know you you do that. And uh, save the world, but then the ending is like wildly ambiguous. But I, I did, I did really enjoy that. Um, and then my number two was Chicory, which I thought a lot about making this my number one instead of Psychonauts because I do really like this game. Um, but it's just like I don't know. It does a really good job of dealing with mental health stuff, which like I'm always a huge proponent of that in right. most stories. But it deals with like imposter syndrome and like you know the character you play as is like they they literally are like the janitor for the wielder of the brush who is the person who paints the world and gives it color right and something happens and you are able to get the brush and you end up going through the world and painting it and uh, some of the previous wielders still exist and they talk shit to you because they're like you don't even know how to do anything who made you the wielder um and it turns out that the the wielder whose name is chicory she is a rabbit she is going through like some wild imposter syndrome shit and like does not feel good about herself she thinks she's a terrible person and is like worried that she's not doing a good job and things like that and then you as this cute little dog named after some food that you name it in my case grilled ch because grilled cheese got cut off uh you you just show her like hey it's cool uh, you can do whatever you want and you can be whoever you want. And it just overall, it has a really powerful message and all of the characters are all dealing with their own weird bullshit and they're all fun to talk to. They're goofy. That, it, it's just overall, I think chicory is really fun. And like the music adds a lot to that whole thing where it's like, it's trying to have a very positive message. Like it also deals with burnout, you know, like especially during the pandemic when that came out, like that was a very serious thing for a lot of people trying to separate work life and home life, like that, that balance and things like that. It, It deals with a lot of stuff. And I, I think it does a good job with all of that. Like, I think the writing is excellent. So, yeah, it is. It awesome. is very good. And then my number one was Psychonauts because right, I am right. a Psychonauts fanboy and I love it. So,
1: yeah, chicory The story sounds like something just up
0: your alley. Oh yeah, for sure. And I am even outside of that, like the gameplay also I think is really excellent. So, right. Euseus. Oh,
1: awesome. So we'll uh, do our top three favorite moments of the year, and then we'll you know wrap up the podcast, which it ends up this this podcast is you know ending up just being the normal length. Yeah, us, normal so.
0: normal length podcast, which is cool.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. So, um, my number three is from It Takes Two. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's the the squirrel Street Fighter fight. Oh, yes. Uh I just, like, my mind was fucking blown when that was happening. If you remember, I was like, (laughs) I had to fly the plane and I just, like, instantly crashed the plane because (laughs) I was so, like, mesmerized by what you were doing. The (laughs) fact that, like, the Street Fighter fight is happening on top. Oh, it was just crazy and I loved it so like that moment just it's just this dumb little moment that just comes out of nowhere
0: so yeah like all of a sudden the wife is just fighting a squirrel (laughs) in a 2d fighting game on top of a plane and you're like what the Uh, fuck is this like what is this game and i'm
1: having to fly the plane as the (gasps) the man uh so yes it's just like (laughs) just (laughs) i mean i doubt it like felt good to do the fighting but like who cares it's more just the concept of just like what is happening
0: here yeah exactly
1: Mm-hmm. Uh my number 2 is uh from Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's it's the part where Jim kind of like Jin just kind of comes to terms with uh like his dad's death and how it wasn't completely his fault and just like that was just the evolution of that character and you just feel like how much he evolved and changed throughout this game and like it's just setting up him to be a very confident character in uh in Ghost of Tsushima 2 um i i I don't know like it's it's one of those moments that you kind of like for it to be impactful i think you have to kind of see it for yourself type of things yeah yeah um and then my number one is uh from resident evil village and uh, i probably should have looked up what the actual name is but i just wrote like the dollhouse Mm. which is like the the second technically third area if you don't count the village uh it's the house where you just kind of walk in and the game basically just takes all your weapons away from you
2: Mm.
1: and then you have to just kind of like that adds so much tension and then you have to like run around and like solve these puzzles and then at one point like this creepy crawling baby that's like screaming and crying is like chasing you and you're like i don't know what that is and I don't want to know what happens if I get caught. So <laughs> I'm just going to stay as far away from this stupid thing as I can. Because that thing is disturbing. And like I, a lot of people have said that is the scariest moment in like all of Resident Evil. Like every Resident Evil, <laughs> the entire franchise. This is like the scariest moment that they, they have experienced. Mm-hmm. Which I could absolutely see that that being the case. Because like really Resident Evil is not that scary mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, but this is just like it's disturbing. It's scary. It, it, it it's so well done, and it, it's probably it's definitely like of the four areas because like there's the Lady D castle. There's this. There's like I, it's like a swampy level, and then there's like the whole like basically yeah, I, he's basically Magneto, where he just like controls metal. Cool. Uh, that's the final kind of like this is the shortest, but I think it it's just like the most memorable of the four. Hmm. Um, it 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 it's so well done. I, I it is just like oh we are playing Resident Evil with this one where a lot of people say like like Resident Evil Village is not as scary and that is the case for the rest of the game, but this at least they get the horror done right in this one area. So uh, nope, uh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, you know. Uh, I, as I said, I don't know. It's the dollhouse. If you if you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
0: all right. My number three was the ending of Hitman 3, okay. uh, where you kill the constant or not. Um, it, oh, God. Because ev- everything in all three of those games builds up to that moment, and I know no one gives a fuck about the Hitman story, but I actually really like it. And it's so fucked up because I chose not to kill him Uh, and you can choose to stab him with the needle that will make him forget everything Mm. instead of killing him. And like you get that choice like, well, I guess you can also let him live and then they come in and kill you, I think. Uh, But yeah, you can choose to stab him with that needle and that's worse than death. And that fucking is so sick you stab him with that stupid needle and then he doesn't know and the the he's like the head of their like the weird like fake illuminati thing in their world i can't remember what the fuck it was called their weird like illuminati cult Um, i don't remember either but yeah man you stab him with that needle or when you kill him and it's so satisfying because in two you have to fucking get him out of that stupid ass castle and it's so difficult to pull him out and then you're like He's giving you intel, but still being a dickhead, and then he fucking gets your brother killed and all that shit, man. Fuck him up at the end, and I love that. It's so good. Um, and then my number two is when you have to fight Isabel near the end of Eastward. There is a character, uh, characters named Isabel and Alva, who you meet um, when you get to the city that is being protected against the miasma and it is because Alva is a scientist and her grandpa was also a scientist and her grandpa set up a system to protect their city against the miasma. But what happens is when the miasma finally does come, they are able to stave it off and save the city, but then it comes back and she ends up sacrificing herself to, um, basically save the town from the miasma again and isabelle is her girlfriend essentially like she is in love with her whether or not they actually are together is like kind of ambiguous uh but then she sets off on trying to save her and at the end of the game she finds out that the reason that the miasma is coming and the reason for everyone getting killed by it is because of sam technically And so Sam gets taken away and you as John, the main character are trying to save her. And basically at that moment, she realizes that she can't save Alva and she just wants to let her feelings out because the person she loves most in the world is dead and she can't kill Sam because she technically like, you know, they have bonded and stuff like that. And so she just comes at John and it is not the normal, like, battle system of just like you kind of like mashing square it like is like a side like a the view of a street fighter fight essentially and she uses a katana and the animations are crazy and it's also kind of hilarious because you as John use a frying pan as your weapon but you are like clashing with a katana with your fucking frying pan (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds so stupid and it looks really stupid, but it is like the most intense moment ever. And then you win and she just like says like, you have to kill me. Like I don't want to be alive anymore. And then you don't and it's really fucked up. Uh, And you just like let her be there and she hates her life forever. So it's a really, it's a really depressing moment, but it also is very good and emotional. Um, And then my number one moment, because this, this one got me, Sometimes, with moments, I just get up and I'm like, fuck yeah, this game fucking rules. And it was in Neo, The World Ends With You, the whole game they talk about Neku, the main character of the first game, and they build it up and build it up and they're like, oh, he's like so strong. He's the ultimate player of this game and like he's here somewhere. We gotta meet him or whatever. And you never meet him and they they build it up and they build it up and there's a character they introduce as Neku and then you find out that it is a different character from the first game named Beat. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Like I like Beat as well. But the moment when Neku finally shows up, I lost my goddamn mind. Because one of the evil characters from the first game, Minamoto, is like freaking out and turning into a giant bear wolf monster. And Beat is trying to hold him off so that the rest of you can escape. And in classic anime fashion, no one runs away because you're stupid. And he's about to get crushed. But then all of a sudden, this light surrounds the giant wolf bear and you see from behind there is someone else there holding it off. And if you had never played the first game, you would be like, who the fuck is this? And I knew immediately. I was like, it's my boy. It's Neku. He finally showed up and he turns around and he introduces himself to the main character of this game. And then it starts playing the theme song from the first game called Twister, which they went so out of their way to never play once in this game until that point. Like, it is the most iconic song from the first game, and I thought it was like crazy. I was like, how have they not played this song once? Like, everyone knows the song, everyone likes it. It seems fucked up that they would not have it in this game. And then Neku shows up, and he's super strong, and it plays that theme, and I, I was losing my gourd. I was very excited. <laughs> There are a lot of good plot twists in Neo. The world ends with you, and we're never going to get another one. So I hope <laughs> I hope all you fake fans are happy out there. Everyone was like, "I can't wait for there to be a sequel," and then no one bought it. It was a good game.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't
0: buy it. You weren't going to buy it anyways. You're not one of the fans. I know. The fans let me down though.
1: I I did buy um, Pokemon Snap though.
0: I know. I appreciate it. You're. welcome. Yep. I did it for you. You got ultimately. free. You got free DLC out of it, and they're gonna make more. So I'm very
1: They're gonna make another one, and I'm part of the reason why they're doing it for you. I know. So you're I'm. Welcome.
0: I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I would have rathered another world ends with you, uh, mm. because it's just you know.
1: That's a that's a weird trade off. I don't know if we can.
0: But, no, yeah, they're mean, not going to do that one. But I'm just no, saying, no, no. fuck everybody who didn't buy this mm-hmm. game. Like it bombed in spectacular fashion, and Square is mostly to blame for that because it was the worst campaign, advertising campaign. Like they did <sighs> nothing. They did nothing.
1: I, I feel like Dreams uh, could be in contention. Oh,
0: Dreams! Dreams is pretty bad, but like this for a, as a sequel to like a game that was like a cult classic, beloved game that did sell a lot and re released on two separate platforms and they made a huge deal about it those two times to not mm-hmm. market the sequel and like just stealth announced that it was even coming out is mm-hmm. absurd like i i don't even remember who i was talking to but it was someone who really liked the first game and i was like yeah i really like the sequel and they're like that came out i was like oh. <laughs> um so that blows but i i, I did like the world and know, the world ends with you and like it had a lot mm-hmm. of good moments so i i was very excited by neku and all the new characters were really good too so it, yeah it was, just, it was good
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so yeah that that is it for us here um that that's our game of the year categories uh you know you may have gotten a good taste of what my top 10 is gonna be
1: like uh yeah you probably same with me uh there's gonna be a lot of you know a lot of games that you know we already talked about but mm-hmm. you know. but this is more like cause like we don't this is giving us a chance to really kind of get into more depth of like specific you know specific parts of each game type of thing like yeah so, yeah um, I, you know and it is one of those things where like because mine is more these are more like character or music and story and stuff like i i still think mine's gonna have some surprises in my like at least the ordering and stuff so
0: yeah i mean mine will be interesting i'm just excited to hear what scott has to say i mean he played some (laughs) wild shit that like we've never heard of like the most indie horror games you can possibly imagine be like yeah i played poppy's playtime and you'll be like what the fuck is poppy's playtime and i you know i looked it up so Hmm. i'll know what it looks like in my mind space
1: do you regret looking it up
0: no i just i didn't know what type of game it was I listened to him talk about it a bunch and I had no idea what it was and now I know so it, i I don't think that'll make it but okay who knows who knows uh yeah I, I I don't know i mean I have a tough time making a top 10 list I think uh
1: yeah i I've been kind of working my way through that because I, like, I didn't play a ton but like there are some tough cuts are coming
0: yeah, I got to make tough cuts. This will be my toughest one in a while, I think. I also don't know what one is going to be my game of the year, which normally I just like I know, but it's between a couple, so I'll have to figure I, it out.
1: No, well, I look forward to uh, – we'll, we'll figure out when. I don't know if we're going to do it on New Year's Eve.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, we'll, it'll go up at some yeah, point. Yeah, it'll
0: it'll be up right around the end of the year, so you you all can get ready for that. Um, As always, the theme song is Thing Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. Uh, You should check them out, and we will be back uh, sometime next week. Peace out.